0: Welcome to and Ski Bum Podcast. It is episode number 126. It is your pals, Mario and Brian. Mario, what's up?
1: Not much. I'm still uh, icing my little knee over here. I got a little Ursa Sack uh, issue, but i uh, going to take care of it so that I can get back on the slopes. That's, uh, that's in my future.
0: Well, of all the sacks bothering you, that's probably the best one to have. <laughs> So there's that. So there's that. So there's that. So thank
1: you. So I got you. a sack problem,
0: but it's a, it's a clean sack problem. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Check us out, skibumpodcast.com. We are on all the socials: twitter.com slash skibumpodcast, instagram.com slash skibumpodcast, facebook.com slash skibumpodcast. We're on Pinterest as highfalutins, and we are on SoundCloud as highfalutin -skibum. So with that, we'll start off, as we always do.
2: It's time for Opry Today.
1: Mario, Opry Opry Today. I love this part of the show. Um, So what I got is I have a 14 star, which is from Vermont, 14 star brewing company. Uh, I have the Tribute Double IPA um, from, where is it? Where in Vermont is it? I think it's
0: St. Albans, isn't it?
1: It is. I think it is, but uh, I should probably have my glasses on, but that's not it helpful.
0: is not the greatest beer in the world. It is just a tribute.
1: It is just a, That's right.
0: That's a very nice beer, though. I've had that Let's before.
1: It. Well, it's good. It's um, definitely hoppy, a little dank, a little, uh, little lagerish flavor to it, but it's not... Um, lagerish. Yeah, it's just got that that dank, dank aftertaste that I'm kind of I always associate with the loggers. Um, not too, it's hoppy but not like a hot bomb, and it's uh, it's not very, it's not on the lighter side. It's on the darker side of like the hoppiness. You know what I mean? Darkness. <laughs> Darkness. It's like a little dark meat instead of a white meat. You Dang know what God. I'm saying? Nothing wrong with that. If I was eating chicken, I'd be like, I'd classify this as the dark meat of like- the hop.
0: It's like the thigh.
1: The thigh. This is the thigh of the hop. Uh,
0: that's,
1: that's right. A double thigh PA.
0: Double thigh PA, I like that.
1: <laughs> and if you if you're from Zaragoza, it's a double thigh PA. <laughs>
0: <A> Barcelona.
1: Barcelona.
2: <laughs> mm.
1: So it's good. It's uh, 8%. So that's gonna be nice and uh, nice and big. Uh started out with another another beer before uh the podcast, and that'll be That'll be taken into the second
0: half. You're gonna bring it back again afterwards. So it's gonna be like a sandwich. That, that's right. Well Mystery sandwich. it. beer sandwich.
1: I'll just throw it in whenever I whenever I crack the other one, I'll just I'll say, you know, this is the other beer I'm drinking. Throw it in, baby. Throw it in. How about right. you?
0: So I posted on Instagram today asking the question, which beer should I have for the podcast? Because This past weekend, I was at a party and I was that guy, and I stole a couple of beers from the party. Now, I didn't. Good move. I I used the word stole as a a little bit, uh, you know, to make me seem a little more badass because I actually asked the host and he said, (laughs) Go ahead and take them. The party, they had a bunch of craft beers, and
2: somehow, and somehow
0: these were still remaining at the end of the night. So I think. People who were in attendance had no idea, or were just total noobs, or what. And there were two beers from Treehouse Brewing out in, from Munson, Massachusetts, that were still left. And somehow, just I miss, hanging out, I missed. There was a couple different buckets of beers, and I missed. This was like a side bucket, so the main bucket didn't have them in there because I looked. But I did find some other good beers that I'll probably bring in the podcast later in the summer. But uh, the side bucket had not been explored and at the end of the night i explored it and i found two beers from treehouse and i posted on instagram and i had people you know people responded so thank you for responding and of the winner was green nice now green for those not in the know uh is a american ipa with galaxy hops is massively juicy beer filled with distinctive notes of pineapple, orange sorbet, and tangerine. It makes no apologies as it coats the palate with intense hop goodness.
2: So, Very nice.
0: I am going to crack her open right now. And you know what? Because it's such an awesome beer, I'm not even going to drink it out of a can. I'm going to pour it in a tulip glass like Ooh, a freaking gentleman.
1: Tulip glass. Look at you getting all Mr. Fancy. Getting all highfalutin.
0: Look at that!
1: Yeah, that, see, it depends. Like, I'm always weary because now I have to look after having, you know, a heady topper and your sip of sun sunshine. Like, especially heady topper says, "Do not easy. drink in the can." It says, "Drink in the can." Do not pour in glass. So,
0: and then, but you go to the Alchemist Brewery and they're happy to sell you glasses. They of course, have, I bought an Alchemist glass because I'm, you know, you go there, you get all caught up in the moment, you're excited, and you just buy shit. You're like, oh, I'm gonna buy like, you know alchemist underwear <laughs> i bought chetty topper i bought freaking cheese chetty uh, topper someone accidentally spilled some heady topper into a cheese vat and then they sold it and
1: nice well know. still mercantile we always follow them and i've had some back and forth with them on instagram and they have that heady topper
0: oh, some great dip. stuff yeah
1: it was dipper was it um jam or something i forgot what it was but it was uh it looked i think it was cheese dip it was heady topper cheese dip. they had a sip of sunshine thing they had um got a few other other things that looked awesome. One of them I think it was like an onion. I'm like salivating. I'm like, I feel like snacking now. But uh, <laughs> one of them was like a uh, like a smoky onion with the beer in it. I was like in a dip. I was like, that sounds freaking awesome.
0: I love this freaking portrait mode on the new iPhone. It just it makes your pictures look so much more impressive.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm iPhone ranting now. You oh, can't ask boy. me about.
0: I shouldn't you can't even nervous. mention Apple right now. I get set off. Oh my
1: god! I got Sorry. my goddamn phone gets like two hours and then it goes out of battery because of the new update.
0: This beer smells so ridiculously good.
1: Nice. All right, just grab it. Let's get no, the. Well, again,
0: I'm just gonna steal what it says on the can because there you it go. says there's tangerine and I mean orange sorbet. that's all I get. You know, nutty cheese. <laughs>
1: <It's>
0: <laughs> there's, there's nutty, no nutty
2: cheese.
0: <laughs> nutty, <laughs> nutty evening cheese. I'll uh, get the pineapple. Yeah, delicious. So all right, now I'm gonna drink it. So Instead of just putting my nose in it.
1: Oh, that was before you even drank it. Damn.
0: Goddamn, that's good. It's just, it's just a joy. It's just like someone said. You know what? We're gonna make a glass of joy. And uh, this is what it ended up being.
1: Nice. Very nice.
0: It's very sweet on the, um, when you first sip it and then it kind of mellows out, it gets a little hint of little, not bitter, but like a little hoppiness tartness at the end. But it's, uh, it's just delicious. Mm-mm. I had this once before, but I had it in a growler and I'm not sure how the growler was handled. Because it was someone else who had it who isn't quite as careful with their beer. So wow. I'm not sure it could have been in like the trunk for a couple days. You know, they could have keystroyed it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it. It may have been compromised.
1: Kept it in their car all afternoon while they played softball, that kind of stuff.
0: Golf, but you know, same thing. Golf. Five hours.
1: Well, they were, you know, they kept it out of the cooler while they were sailing
0: perhaps yes maybe they were it was exposed on the yacht to sunlight
1: Sorry. but uh, perhaps they were playing a uh a truck or two of polo and left it out <laughs> out of the the butler left it out of the cooler
0: <laughs> oh, god damn I hate when that happens
1: god damn it i talked to the help so many times they got to put it in the cooler
0: you just don't learn yeah it. You just don't learn but yeah so if you're anywhere near uh western massachusetts I would highly recommend you get over to Munson and hit up the treehouse brewery because everything I've had from them is just unbelievably good.
2: Very nice.
0: So cheers. Mm-hmm.
2: Cheers to that. I'll drink to uh,
1: that. I've been, I've been operating everything this week. You saw me like Wednesday, I was like at a brewery. I'm like, fuck it. I just got done with work. I'm operating work. And then Fridays, usually I'm like, I'm out praying Friday. And then Sunday I was out. I'm like, I'll pray, I'll pray in the weekend. Yeah. I'll pray anything. Man.
0: That's, that's, you know, it's a very good way of looking at life.
1: You got to slow down, relax, do a little, i pray, collect yourself. I think it's, it's a nice, some people meditate at the end of the day, but you could also meditate with a beer in your hand. It's kind of the same, same idea.
0: What it really is, is a celebration of what just occurred. That's right. A celebration that you did something or a celebration that you got through something.
1: Exactly. If you have a bad day, you got through it. If you had a good day, you're celebrating the day. Either way, you're celebrating.
0: And life is short, so we should be celebrating more often.
1: Yes. So,
0: cheers to that as well.
1: Cheers to that. Yes. All right, I'll start off with the first uh, Opry story that we have, right? Go for Um, it. So, we talked last week about the World Cup running out of beer. Well, Carlsberg Beer Company uh, they invented a caviar that's made of beer for the World Cup. Now um, they're saying, well, you know, they're actually started to ration throughout Europe because of the whole, I guess, CO2 issue. They're they're starting to actually limit supply and ration beer throughout Europe, and they're having a big problem with um, with the World Cup specifically, because there's so many people there. I actually look deeper into this and it, it's something, it has something to do with. Uh, the production of C, of the carbon uh, dioxide that's used for um, beer is a byproduct of making like fertilizer or something. And there, uh, a lot of the major companies in Europe are actually doing upgrades. And then there's another way they get could get it, but they're doing upgrades on that too. So it's just a lot of time. It's not like this is going to continue, but it's just it's screwing everything up because the world cup's happening at this time. And they're probably taking the time. If you think about it, to do the upgrades because the world cup is happening because a lot of people want to take off anyway. So it's kind of it's probably feeding itself. It's an animal that's feeding itself, but it's causing shortages throughout Europe. But anyway, what they're saying is uh Carlsberg is the official um, sponsor of the Danish national team. And uh, Danish are going, they're going into the knockout round, right?
0: They're going way further than the Germans are. Yeah, fair.
1: so they're in the knockout round. They're official uh, sponsor of the Danish team, and what they decided to do is make a caviar that is actually made of beer. So it's not—I don't think there's any fish eggs in it, but uh, they said they wanted to create it uh, made of beer to give soccer fans a taste of Russia but a taste of beer. So I kind of—I like the the way they did this was uh, pretty ingenious. Um, so it's almost like they made little little egg. If anybody's eating caviar, if you don't know what that is, of course, everybody that listens to our show should know what caviar is, but <laughs> they're like, <laughs> don't be a good old bitch. You got to get out there and get some caviar. Um,
0: Highly recommend if you're at like a wedding, go get some yeah. like fancy friends. Like that's where I first had caviar I was at a wedding.
1: See, this is where the bum us comes through is if you can get way to get good caviar without paying for it, that's the bonus. Um,
0: Dude, crash a wedding. Crash like a wedding at a fancy, you know, rent a tuxedo, and uh, pretend you're a waiter. Roll into a nice wedding and have some caviar.
1: Uh, What was the um, Bally Steakhouse in Vegas has the Sunday? You got to make reservations. There's only two seatings, but it's the uh, Pierre Jouet, the champagne brunch. It's all a Pierre Jouet you can drink, um, which I've gotten cut off on that. Uh, Unfortunately, Uh, by whom? By the people that work there. <laughs> oh, boy. It was, uh, I was having, I think I was, I made out on the deal. It's pretty expensive, but you get uh, lobster, you get uh, caviar. It's really, it's really worth it. I think it was like 70 bucks a person. And you think, holy crap. But you're just eating lobster after lobster, caviar. Uh, More everything. Uh, steak. Um, They had the little lollipops, the lamb lollipops. Mm. oh. I'll tell you what, it was it was a feast. But anyway, they got caviar there. and anybody doesn't know what caviar is, it's fish eggs. Uh usually they it's specific types of fish that they get the eggs from, like sturgeon is big. Like isn't all, that
0: also known as bait?
1: I guess it's yeah. the fish, right? I guess that's a, if you get the ghetto fish, it's bait. If you get the <laughs> <laughs> the nice fish, it's it's uh, caviar, and it's like it could be a shitload of money per ounce. Like it's it's expensive. Um, so like yeah,
0: beluga isn't it like the fancy one.
1: Yeah, beluga. I've had beluga caviar. It's like I guess that's supposed to be really expensive. And actually, that tasted really good. Uh, and like, is isn't
0: common. salmon the one they use for like bait?
1: uh They use salmon too in sushi. So they use you know they use fish eggs in sushi. But it's...
0: They're usually very small, right?
1: Yeah, I, I think they consider that the roe, which is just the, row, yeah. the eggs, but they don't consider it caviar. I don't know the difference because that's where I'm not... I'm not a big caviar fan, honestly. But I've also gone to brunches where they'll do like the caviar with the shot of... Um, vodka. Vodka, which is pretty cool. Like, And it, when you eat caviar, they have like... There's like little baby pancakes that you put the caviar on, and then there's like little... Everything's like cut so small and like you put a little, you know, a little dill on it or you put a little chai or whatever the hell they have onions. Like there's all this like special stuff that goes with it. it's like, it's like the whole process. I think people get a rise out of.
0: Do people actually Um, like caviar or is just, they just want to say they had it because it's expensive.
1: My ex-wife said she liked it, but I also think she liked expensive things. Mm -hmm. Um, I personally, I appreciate it. I could see somebody liking it. Um, but for me, I was like, it's all right. I'm glad I ate it, but, and I'd eat it if it was on, like, if it was really good caviar and it was somewhere, I'd probably have a little, but I'm not sitting there feasting out on it saying, Oh my God, this is such great caviar. I got to eat a lot of it. You know, it's like, I'm like a one bite and done kind of guy with that. Yeah. But
0: do we know what, like this little, so it looks almost like a can of dip, right? Like that size.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And that's how caviar comes. It comes in the same kind of little can. Or like, like Um, bubble tape yeah both. <laughs> that's right so like, what is
0: this like what does this go for like a cannabis? do they even
1: i don't know they don't have the price in the thing i can look it up but it's actually it's um it's kind of they say it's a celebration in molecular gastronomy so if anybody doesn't know what you know, like, like a
0: lot of marketing bullshit right there
1: <laughs> well molecular gastronomy you go to restaurants and that's where they'll make something that looks like um bacon and it's made out of chocolate like but it actually looks like bacon and they use like the co2 to freeze it and they use like special additives to make things into certain shapes and certain textures so it's kind of that's what they did to make this um they actually put the beer in little balls so you're actually eating beer that's all it is there's no caviar in it so but it has the shape and it basically they made little beer balls that look like caviar packaged in the same way and I don't know what they flavored it with, but I guess it's supposed to be Carlsberg beer.
0: Cause it says like, there's a, like an alcohol percentage on the tin 4.6% or something.
1: I want to get my hands on some of this.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to find a price somewhere, but I'm not seeing anything. I saw 10 bucks. I'm like, Oh, it's actually for Carlsberg beer. Not for the, uh, like Amazon has caviar for like 126 bucks for like a dip can amount.
1: It's like uh, what? Two ounces or something.
0: It's one ounce.
1: One ounce. Yeah. I'm saying what kind of caviar is that? Does it say?
0: Uh, Marquis farm Siberian Oset Ostra caviar huh. from France.
1: I don't even know what kind of fish that is.
0: A sturgeon one is 190 bucks.
1: Yeah, I know. I've heard sturgeon is big and, and beluga. So if you ever hear that's somebody is sturgeon,
0: is. beluga sturgeon,
1: ah, so if you ever if somebody says, oh yeah, it's that just go and try it because that's some of the best in the world, and you'll know if you like it or not. And you may like it, you may not like it, but at least you could say you had it.
0: Yeah, this one Mackey's Hackleback Caviar American Sturgeon, seven ounces, hundred ninety bucks. Dang. Seven ounces versus one ounce. Wow,
1: that's like a Costco size. Yeah. Do they have Kirkland brand caviar?
0: <laughs> Kirkland caviar. That would be awesome.
1: That would be awesome.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, they put the caviar. I'm sure there's like a futures market for caviar.
0: Like oh, definitely, yeah. Especially definitely. something
1: that expensive. Yeah. I mean, that's like the price of gold, or, you know, it's like truffles. Truffles are the same thing. You might as well have like caviar and truffles. Like, oh yeah, can you put a few slices of truffle on it?
0: Well, considering it's 4.6% alcohol, I wonder if anyone has ever tried to get drunk off of their caviar.
1: Oh, because it's not real caviar. You just eat a ton of it. Just it's a... almost like, you know, the, um, what's the ice cream? The um, dipping Dots? Oh, yeah. But it's beer. Oh, be... mm-hmm. You go to a bar, just be like, give me the dipping Dots, but just uh, heady Topper mm. or a Sip of Sunshine. Mm. Nice. I would be good. I'd like my beer frozen and in ball form. (laughs) That's
0: the only (laughs) way I drink.
1: What I drink. Frozen balls.
0: Frozen balls over here. All right. we got another story that's actually bridging the gap between this and the next, uh, their next, uh, segment. (laughs) Uh, but unfortunately my link is broken, but here's the new one. Okay. So. Hangover proof beer infused with THC and CBDs.
1: That sounds like a match. That is, you just made New Year's Eve fun again.
0: It's a beautiful thing, right? (laughs) So there's a startup in San Diego called Cannabineers, which they have, they manage cannabis brands and, um, they have one of their brands is called Two Roots Brewing, and by mid-July, they're going to release five non-alcoholic THC and CBD-infused beer varieties in California and Nevada. They're going to have a lager, a blonde ale, a wheat, an IPA, and a stout. Each will eventually be available in THC-dominant, CBD-dominant, and hybrid one-to-one options.
2: Oh, that's Awesome.
0: Isn't that awesome? So they're gonna have also a cold brew iced coffee, um, which is not gonna have any THC, just C B D based the first week of July. So that mm. could be available across the country. So uh that might be interesting to to give a world. I know there's a few other companies that do C B D coffee, uh but I haven't seen Cold Brew, so that could be yummy.
1: Mmm. Well, cold brew. You know, I love the places now. You see the cold brew on tap. I love that. The Nitro? Yeah, uh, they have regular cold brew, and they have. I've seen it both uh, with Nitro and without. place down the road for me has, um, it's like a local local um, coffee company that supplies them, and then they get the kegs, and they're like, yeah, we just get the keg, and that's the cold brew. I'm like, that's freaking awesome. And look, it's like a regular, you know, I'm sure they have it at a lot of places, it's just like a regular beer cap.
0: Yeah, if you can find Nitro, that's even better.
1: Everything's better at Nitro. That's right. Cars, beer, anything. Boom. So ticket the- would be better at Nitro. <laughs> I don't. Know, I don't know how, but it would be better.
0: Caviar with Nitro, unbelievable, right?
2: Unbelievable.
0: Yeah. So what they're saying is um, regarding how much THC the infused beer has, they said, they asked the question, like, is it going to be like smoking a joint? And they say they're kind of serving it in micro servings. (laughs) So specifically two and a half micrograms of THC per 11 ounce can of beer. So Two and a half is not bad. They said to put that in perspective, uh, a typical joint has... Uh, with 0. 0.4 grams of marijuana, it should deliver 36 milligrams of THC.
1: Wow. Yeah, for a whole joint. I can yeah. see that. Well, I know if I've had can punch unless <laughs> Cannot Punch, 10 milligrams eating is it's different smoking and eating too. So
0: very different, yeah.
1: Holy shit. I got
0: That was a fun night.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna learn today what it does to you.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, the uh, was talking to me. That's right. So, yeah, this will be cool to check out. So, hopefully, we can get our hands on some of this stuff from the good folks at the Two Roots Brewing Company, not Two Roads, which did I said Two Roads before. That's a brewery in Connecticut.
1: Two, Ro- two Roots. Yeah. Two Roots. Two Utes. <laughs> two Utes. Now, the Counterpunch episode, we were just talking about when we started the podcast, right? So, let's do a throwback memory. Yes. Um, it wasn't after that trip to Telluride, was it? It was. It was right after that. Wow.
0: Right after I mean, that,
1: yeah. I think Canter Punch fueled, we should get sponsored by them because I think they might have fueled our uh, our podcast. They,
0: uh, they may have given us that little spark that we needed to push us to to want to do this. Yeah.
1: After having that Canter Punch, I was like, fuck, I got to do something before I die. Uh, more or less. Yeah. That's what it was, man. I was holding on for the ride.
0: Yeah. They saw that same flavor that we had on their site. Stuff was so good. Nice. Yes.
1: Why yeah. don't we just order it now and just get it delivered? Maybe they won't check what state you live in.
0: Yeah. they like, eh. eh. Just ship it. It's your problem now, man.
1: Now, if they have Prime, that would be awesome. I need it tomorrow.
0: And a punch with Prime.
1: We're getting so goddamn spoiled with Prime, you know that? It's really like, bad. I was ordering something the other day, and I'm like, fuck I can't get it tomorrow like I was like mad I was like I gotta look for a different vendor because I gotta I gotta get it tomorrow I I, right. don't know, I, can't, I can't wait and I'm like yeah I could wait probably like three weeks but I want it tomorrow such a little bitch when it comes yeah to- <laughs> 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 it's like rats turn it into spoiled brats, all of us yep but it's great that we get stuff. That's why I don't go to the store. I, I bunker in my house, work from home. Why it,
0: Why go deal with the dregs of society? When you can just have them deliver your stuff to you.
1: You know, and it sounds so menial, but I'm like, you know, I got to walk down fucking stairs. <laughs> I got to get in the goddamn car. I got to start it. I got to put it in. Drive. <laughs> like everything I think about is like a chore. And I'm like, yeah, just drive it down the road. But I'm like, then I got to park Then I got to get out of my goddamn car. <laughs> like all i do is i sit here on the computer boom it's done 10 seconds and i just wait for a chip to come i'm not wasting any time that's right or gas (laughs) yeah it's funny now they just like and they're like delivering sometimes they deliver to the wrong place they're like because i just moved so they don't look at the uh building number so i'm right next to another building so there's two units with the same number but we're technically a different building so the guy comes up if he turns, if he turns right, he just drops it off at my neighbor. So like they're, they're constantly bringing stuff. Cause I don't know. I'm like the only one in the complex. that's like almost every day, just getting something.
0: Well, if they're if you get can of punch delivered, I don't think you're, if they accidentally get it, they're not going to bring it back to you.
1: Well, now they take a picture though. They drop it off and they take a picture oh. and they send it to you. So you look at the update, you look through your Amazon app and you'll see the picture of it like sitting there at your door. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I know if it was can of punch. I'm like, yeah, somebody took that shit. <laughs> gonna track them down all right well with that
2: let's get into the Genjula.
0: yes so our pal frank he delivered us his bean of the week this week so thank you frank and there's a story behind it which we're not getting into but (laughs) the strain he chose this week is moby dick
1: we could we, we got to let a little bit into that, right?
0: Well, I guess so, it'd be kind of cruel to not, right?
1: I, I think, it, I think everybody's done this, honestly. Like when you first well, start half, dealing with at
0: least half the population could have.
1: It. Well, I think the other half has done it, but it's a different part of the anatomy, then. You know what I'm saying? Um,
0: very true. I don't know how often they're going in there, though.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking that's worse, though. That's a worse than
0: if they're going in there.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. So, um, so the story goes that he had some ghost pepper hot sauce and forgot to wash his hands before he peed. So that actually, and I've done this before you are dealing with hot peppers and you're not thinking, you're like, I heard a bathroom cause I'm doing it. And you run and you're like, you, you forget to like, and you're not using gloves or something. And it's like, even if you wash like that, that pepper stuff is on you. Like it's, and then it doesn't hit you right away. You're like, Holy crap. It's like I put Ben King on my balls. It's horrible.
0: So the moral of the story is always have rubber gloves and put them on when you pee.
1: Always wear protection.
0: <laughs> always wear protection.
1: That's right little kids, you're hearing us right now, always wear protection. Jeez.
0: Yeah, that's, um, I don't think I've had ghost pepper, hot no. sauce, but I have done that with jalapenos. Yeah, I've I mean,
1: just that's... done jalapeno, I'm too chicken chip for ghost pepper.
0: Ghost pepper is a little rough and mm. I don't think it's pleasant. It's just, this is rough. Yeah. So, yeah, so uh, Moby Dick is a, uh, it's a sativa strain, and it was the winner of Girl of the Year by the cannabis newspaper Soft Secrets in 2010. Soft Secrets. This strain is a cross between indica-dominant hybrid white widow and sativa haze. The former is known for its power, while the latter for its cerebral stimulation, creating a mostly sativa plant that delivers a charged buzz.
1: This looks like a perfect strain for me.
0: This strain is also favored for its short flowering period, mold resistance, and high yield, making it a grower favorite. The plant does require more attention and care. The aroma is a sweet citrus from the haze, which dominates the palate with vanilla and eucalyptus tones. So happy, euphoric, uplifted, energized, and focused.
1: Man, that's perfect.
0: Seems like a good thing to have and to kind of get on your day with, kind of cruise around.
1: Most people have given it the top rating of exceptional and then some outstanding and very, very little, very few people gave it a bad review. Sounds good to me. So,
0: uh, get some dick in you, some Moby Dick.
1: Gil Eduardo said, It made me feel like a journalist who gives great news when I spoke. (laughs) He's probably (laughs) speaking in gibberish, but (laughs) he felt like he was speaking
2: great.
0: I think when, if you do any reviews on Leafly, you should be super high while you're doing it. (laughs) It should be a requirement.
1: Yeah. I love like the quotes, though. The people that have like the one liner quotes are just great. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah
1: you feel like a journalist not giving fake news giving really good stuff the real deal real deal um all right and then next up we got some news we got a lot of news in the gondola there's a lot of good stuff happening in the uh in the gondola world and the uh We're marijuana evolving here American marijuana. yeah i think people are are awakening to uh to a new world so the fda approved a pot-derived drug for seizures now if anybody doesn't know, uh, the um, Charlotte's Web was like one of the big things where the uh, conversation got started originally about, you know, legalizing because it uh, that was one of the strains that was mainly CBD that was helping kids um, not have seizures. So what has happened since is um, actual companies have been doing research and they came up and submitted to the FDA a drug that was made from cannabis and what this drug does, and you can call it a drug now because by the act of actually submitting it to the FDA, they've actually put it into a package form, um, for, for marketing so that they can actually prescribe something like this, uh, which is really awesome. Um, and the FDA looked at it and they said, yeah, we're going to approve it. But now there's a problem because the DEA still has it classified as a Schedule One drug, along with heroin and LSD. So what happens is it's going to be extremely difficult for anybody to prescribe this. So now it's a drug; it's made from uh, cannabis, but prescribing it is, is a nightmare because it's Schedule One drug. So um, there's a lot of speculation now that this could also lead to reclassifying CBD uh, in itself, but also cannabis as a whole, um, you know, taking it off of the schedule one list and either moving it down. Cause I think almost all drugs are on some schedule list, but a lot of them are like schedule four, schedule three, you know what I mean? Um, so they would move it down into a different schedule. So I think at least it's getting the pressure and the conversation now, because now this is FDA approved. It, so it's kind of like you have States approving the use of it. You have, People actually creating drugs from it and submitting, and, and the United States FDA approving it, and it's like, all right, why do we have all this bureaucratic? You know, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a nightmare to navigate. So
0: it's all just these these unnecessary government agencies just extracting their power in any way they can and doing anything they can to hold on to that power which is slowly slipping away due to real evidence being spread to people via the internet which is it's great you know like we we have all these these folks like all of our tax dollars go to pay for these people whose jobs are completely unnecessary and i think right now it's a very it's a tough time because Everyone's, effect, you know, people probably been doing the job for 20 years and they think, oh, the, you know, I'm doing the right thing. I'm stopping marijuana. It's killing kids. It's doing terrible things. And... You know, you're you're I'm um, five years away from retiring, and if I just can stick it out a little bit longer, and yeah, I've read the information, and I know it's all bullshit that my entire career has been you know a waste of time and effort and putting people away in jail unnecessarily. But if I can just retire, then it'll be okay. And yeah. there's so many people who are incentivized to not look at new information and new data because it de- their jobs depend on on this old information being relevant. And again, we're kind of in this in-between period for the people who were informed and the people who are not informed and the people who are not informed are losing their power. They're either dying or retiring or just, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're not as relevant as they used to be. And people who do have information are becoming more relevant and moving into positions of power and authority. And it's only a matter of time before this nonsense just ends. And it's really nice seeing this wall just being chipped away at. And now it seems like the chips are getting much, much bigger and we're almost getting to this tipping point where legalization is is inevitable. 10 years ago, you'd never thought that was possible.
1: Yes. Yeah, something like this, though, they're saying it has like a domino effect because um, there is they have the article has a quote from um, an associate professor of neurology, at NYU Langone's um, Comprehensive Epilepsy Center, which is NYU Langone Center. They have a big cancer research. They have a huge like that's well known. They're saying um, it had um, kids that took it said uh, they had nearly 40 percent fewer seizures for two types of epilepsy uh Dravet syndrome and Lennox-Gastaut syndrome. So, and they say those two forms rarely respond to treatment. So something like this is where, you know, they don't have a choice because there's no other treatment mm-hmm. for it. So it actually would warrant a doctor prescribing a schedule 1 drug to treat that. Mm-hmm. So they're saying by doing that, it actually puts pressure because it's like now you're getting to the point where, you know, you're trying to demonize the entire field of of which it's a field at this point. Um, of cannabis, CBD, THC, like like all different forms of it, when you really can't because now there's there's proven like scientific
0: evidence, yeah.
1: scientific evidence for it because now people are doing actual research on it and doing clinical trials and and showing it's like so now if you prevent it, and you know you're basically preventing people with this with these types of epilepsy from actually getting something that would help them when there's no other. Or rarely uh, something else to help treat it. So could you say
0: you imagine having a job where your purpose, your your uh, you know, you're on your review every year, it was somehow tied to stopping something that would help children with seizures get healthier, get better. Oh, like what crazy. kind of piece of shit fucking job and agency would would be doing that? Like it's that's hard. just it's vile. It's fucking yeah. disgusting.
1: Plus, why would you stop any treatment for something? They're saying they could prescribe it. Doctors could prescribe it off-label for other forms of epilepsy because, um, I guess, that's kind of what they do with a lot of the drugs. They say it, they know it specifically treats people with with these classification. But when you talk about um, like epilepsy, you're saying, okay, well, you know, if it treats these types of epilepsy, it should, you know, probably work with some of these other types. And then once they start prescribing it, then they'll be able to see the the true effect. Like it's hard in clinical trials because controlled study and everything like that, but you, you really don't get it out in mass and see, you know, what's going on. So Mm -hmm. unfortunately that's why it takes so long to get drugs approved.
0: You know, it's a lot, again, ignorance is one thing, but to, to have the, ignorance is not knowing something, but stupidity is to know something and to still fight against it. And, these people again, their jobs are on the line, so of course they're gonna, you know, they're gonna look the other way when all this evidence is there, and that's that's just it's cruel, it's cruel, and it's unnecessary. And the more we get the power out of the hands of these companies and more into the people's, you know, and the market will decide. You know, people will be like, you know what? It's legal here. It's legal in Colorado. It's legal in Canada. I'm gonna move if my kid needs treatment. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stay in Alabama. I'm gonna go somewhere where I can get the treatment I need for my kid.
1: Yeah. Well it's interesting about this article, they say there's an actual DEA spokesperson that they quoted here, Melvin Patterson, said that the had been administration has been considering reclassifying CBD. So once you and that's where there's the domino effect because C B D is part of cannabis, um, and the FDA findings for something like uh epidolix, I guess is what they're calling the drug. weigh heavily on the decision-making process. So it's kind of like, wow, now they're actually talking about reclassifying, you know, forms of at least cannabis. So now it's, you know, um, it's good to see like they're actually, they're actually, people are becoming more knowledgeable to actually know the difference, you know?
0: Yeah, it's pretty awesome. And it kind of goes into our next story. I'm changing the order here because it works nicely. But uh, the US Senate just voted yesterday to legalize hemp after a decades long ban under marijuana prohibition.
1: That was the one thing that used to infuriate me. You know that? It's, the whole hemp ban.
0: it's a non psychoactive cousin of cannabis and it's hemp finally, shirt,
1: hemp rope, hemp stuff, textiles, you know?
0: The Model T, the fenders in the Model T were made out of hemp and they were almost indestructible.
1: Nobody's smoking a fender for a Model T.
0: <laughs> one guy tried and he's looking like sure
1: that's right he didn't get high (laughs) yeah (laughs) he got smoke inhalation he probably died his back
0: (laughs) it was the um i think it was the cover of time magazine uh back in maybe the 30s i think time magazine hemp um oh boy this is getting into like a whole different thing but it was just like the billion dollar crop back in like the 30s or so and you know because of because of we how
1: import, like how much in hemp right for years, yeah, we've been importing tons of hemp because we can't grow it
0: yeah, you have to get it from either China or Canada or Canada,
1: which so is over two billion dollars a year a few years ago from Canada. It's crazy
0: it's completely ridiculous, so they're saying now, because of this um the farm bill that passed in the Senate, it passed eighty six to eleven, which is unbelievable um. It allows for, uh, it legalizes cultivation processing and the sale of industrial hemp. And what's absolutely mind boggling is that it was championed by Mitch McConnell, who is like a, uh, freaking snapping turtle built, you know, made in the 1800s. And, but he is from Kentucky and he probably actually talked, it, it's, it's great that people like him who seem so rigid and, you know, stuck in the past. Have actually, I mean, warmed up to the idea of, of even of listening to new information. Now, again, I don't know his motivations. I'm sure he's probably got some investments in some farms in Kentucky where he's from, where he's gonna make it. It helps the
1: farmers, man. Farmers in this country, farmers everywhere are getting kind of fucked. So I think this helps.
0: <laughs> what they're saying is that this again, it's not psychoactive. You're not gonna get high off of it, but it can be used in so many different things. And again, yeah, like you're saying, farmers, they need they need crops that they can grow. And this is something that can produce a ton of great products and make them a, a lot of money.
1: So people don't realize that the farm industry supports so many other supporting industries. It supports the machine industry, like, like everything. School, uh,
0: transportation, yeah, like uh, warehousing.
1: Well, right, because they're creating something and then that whole infrastructure to get it from you know even processing into into a product that's just like it funds so much of like your gross domestic product it's crazy absolutely crazy
0: yeah and like you know like mentioned before you know this this domino effect this is just another one of those dominoes you know people for so long just vilified hemp and it was unnecessarily like you know we're we're so momentum based as people. You know we just, well, we've been doing it this way forever. So why would we change? Like that sort of attitude is freaking is the death, the death of anything, death no. of a person, of a company, of a, an idea. If you've been doing it the way we've always been doing it, it's the worst possible thing you could say. And it's exactly what this is. It's just it's la- it was lazy and stupid to have it done this way, especially with all the information that's out there. So this is uh this is going to be big. This is going to. It's gonna be big for a lot of industries. Um, so it'll be great to see when this finally goes into law and uh, we see the, you know, the result of of growing after uh, you know one harvest. See how well
1: they're. Yeah, they started fighting this big since like I guess twenty thirteen, twenty fifteen ish when they started realizing like the billions of dollars we were importing in hemp products from I wonder other countries. If, when
0: this podcast started, if this helped in any way, shape, or form. <laughs>
1: I hope it did. I got to believe it did.
0: It certainly didn't hurt.
1: (laughs) It did for us. (laughs) Oh yeah. It's freaking awesome.
0: So it's great. This is great to see. So we are learning. We're evolving. We're growing.
1: Um, All right. So next up, I'll, I'll do the, uh, the big reminder for everybody that hasn't been keeping track. Um, What's legal with cannabis on July 1st in Massachusetts and Vermont. So July first, we're hitting we're hitting that next week. Um, make baby. Gonna, yeah, gonna have a nice fourth of July. Just make sure you're not holding any fireworks. I'll um John uh JPall. JC Paul. Yeah. Um don't hold your fireworks in your hand at all, whether you're on Hemp or on marijuana or not. Don't
0: keister them either. Don't keister don't him. don't do the bottle rocket keister action. That's uh
1: yeah. Set them up, light it, and run away. How about that? And and don't stand over it to look in. Don't ever look in or point at anybody. Just saying. Just be safe with fireworks. Uh, they're all over down here from Florida. So they sell them on every corner. <laughs> Literally, they do. It's like Christmas trees. Like, if, they'll sell fireworks there.
0: If You know what? That's like why well, I can't wait for July 5th to look at the Florida Man Twitter feed to see what exactly went down in Florida on the 4th. Because I'm sure someone will have, you know, strapped a bottle rocket to their bicycle <laughs> and, like, They stay open
1: open from Memorial Day because Memorial Day is big. Fourth of July is huge. And then Labor Day. They'll do the whole summer. They're open because all the tourists, little kids want to get fireworks. All right. So what's legal? So Massachusetts, uh, July 1st, deadline is going to be They're reaching the deadline to begin recreational sales.
0: Well, they fucked up already because when people voted back in November of 2016, it was to legalize it on January 1st, 2018. And the fucking bullshit fucking politicians in Massachusetts decided, well, you know, we got to move it out to July because we don't have our people making enough money yet off of it. Well, the songs
1: haven't started playing. We got to get (laughs) the
0: There was some sort of bullshit where they were just like, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna change it." It's like this wasn't what was voted upon. This, yeah. It was put to the people, and they voted. They wanted it. It was January first, and these fuckers just got were able to go in and 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 screw it up. They should now, have done it
1: January first. Yes. Same. So, what would Tom Brady do? January first.
0: January first. He's a oh. winner. He's disciplined. He gets right. things done when they need to get done.
1: He's not delaying it.
0: Fourth quarter. He's got a minute left. He's not delaying it. He's he's doing it right there. He has one minute to get the ball into the end zone. He's going to do it. He's not going to do it.
1: That's X what Giselle quarter. said,
0: too. He's not doing it in the fifth quarter or the sixth quarter. No. Fourth quarter. One minute left. You get it done in that one minute.
1: Giselle said, Tom, you have one minute to get it in the end zone. <laughs> and he made that shit happen every time.
0: Oh, Tom gets it done when he needs to. Goddamn he delivers, it.
1: man. He delivers. He Even it if it's a hell mary, that shit. He gets it done.
0: In the fourth quarter. Not the fifth quarter or the sixth quarter. Apparently. The Massachusetts politicians believe it's a sixth quarter in football, and that's when they're legalizing it.
2: Dude, they
1: should have a strain—the Tom Brady strain. <laughs> that'd be awesome. I'm too. Sure Smoke some, some Tom Brady, and I'm watching the I'm watching the game, now. I'm so freaking out of it. I so
0: uh, got a Brady, a Tom Brady, like like a head bong.
1: Oh, that'd be great. Smoking that. <laughs> Just don't go on to a Aaron Hernandez thing you go on like a killing uh, spree. Exactly.
2: <laughs> And yeah, I gotta like,
1: bring it up every goddamn time. That's
0: more like <laughs> PCP, I think.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the Aaron they're <laughs> gonna have the Tom Brady, nice hemp with a good like energy, chi, everything. And then right next to the Aaron Hernandez, like fucking crack, crack pipe. They said that he
0: had the worst CTE of any one they ever studied.
1: Yeah, he probably uh-huh. had that when he was a kid, man. Ugh. Kid was guy was fucked up. Big time. He, he was messed up before he's with the with the with pro football. That's why he was so good.
0: <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> All right. So on July first, you can smoke it or vape it. So basically if you're 21 and older, uh you could smoke in your home and nobody, you know, if they have a warrant, they don't care. Whatever it's legal. Yeah, smoking in public, and this is kind of true for a lot of states that are even it's recreational legal, smoking in public can result in a hundred dollar ticket. So Uh, but here's what's interesting. And this is where I've been looking at, uh, last year, the state Supreme court ruled that employers can't fire workers just because they use medical marijuana. It didn't cover adult use. And so now we like a lot of companies are saying are struggling to adapt their HR policy policies to cover the new legal landscape. So that's like to say you know, drinking alcohol is legal. They can't, you know, say, Oh, you drank on the weekend. I'm sorry. You're fired because you were using now it's legal in that state. So they, you know, a lot of companies are probably going to legalize the use of it, you know, or, or not say it's against policy to use it because, you know, unless you're using it while you're working, if you're smoking a joint while you're working, all right, it's the same as drinking a drink while you're working, but Again, that's so yeah. um,
0: funny too. Yeah, you can get hammered. You can come and hungover. That's fine. <laughs> you can smoke smoke a joint on a uh, Friday night and then come in Monday and you can get fired because it stays yeah. in your system for three
1: it, or four weeks. It's crazy. I mean, how do you do that? You know. Yeah. And then there's employees that like travel to states, which I'm sure I'd like to look deeper into. I, I don't think anybody's touching it. I think it's taboo to even go there. But like. If you live in a state, let's say like New York, that it's not legal and you go to Colorado where it's legal, like what happens then? Like while you were there, it was legal. So why wouldn't you have done, you're following the law and then you come back to your home state and now you're going to say you're, you were breaking the law because you smoked last week, like in a state that you were allowed to. So,
0: you know what, if you got fired from a job because you smoked marijuana, that job probably fucking sucked anyway. So you're probably better off.
1: Exactly. So they're saying cooking and eating, same as smoking. You can do it. Gift it. The more you're allowed to gift it. So you're allowed to share it with as long as they're adults. Same as I guess sharing alcohol. um, And you're um, allowed to grow it. So unlike Vermont, which is not allowed to grow, um, Massachusetts residents can grow six premature plants. That's pretty good. I got to say, I think my magic number is at least three, but six is is a good amount. Um, so you can possess up to 10 ounces legally at your house. So... It's a decent at, amount. Yeah, it's a decent amount. 10 ounces.
0: <laughs> and you're actually incorrect. You can grow it in Vermont.
1: Ah, there you go. Yeah. You just um, can't
0: sell
2: it.
1: And then medical. So they're saying medical... You're still, and this is true. Like I've been to Colorado and Seattle, where they actually have you walk into the dispensaries, and they're like, Colorado was weird because they were very strict on it. They're like, oh, you here, or you here medically? Like, oh, you can't even look at that. You can't even stand by that section. Like, I went into the dispensary, and there was like two sides. One was medical. One was recreational. Um, And I guess they have different products for medical and different products recreationally. I was like, wow. They're like, you can't even look there. Like you can't even stand there. I was like, whoa, whoa. They had like a rope. I was like, I was like, nobody told me which way to go. Don't be an asshole. Come on, man. Be cool.
0: Be cool, man.
1: <laughs> cool, man. Or I'll start with, <laughs> the Bronx will, will break out of me and I'll start breaking shit. How about that? I don't wow. Don't harsh my mellow, man. Uh, so yeah, so that's, uh, so that's Massachusetts now, the problem they have though is there's not a lot of uh places set up to start selling, so that's what they're working on
0: There's no licenses, I guess right now in Massachusetts to sell recreationally.
1: yeah, they're saying that july <laughs> I like this article' it's saying July first is being treated more like a pirate code, merely a guideline because bureaucrats are walking uh are walking retail stores through the red tape as we speak, so it's kind of like they're putting people that want you know. They're going to help their friends out, like all this other bullshit. So, who knows? Uh, now, Vermont, welcome to legalization. July 1st, adults 21 and up in the state get to experience more freedom in Vermont. Um, under the legalization, you can smoke it, gift it. Uh, let's see if they get ounce. You're allowed to grow it. So, Vermont, you're allowed to grow uh, two mature plants. Mature plants. Now, I think... Um, Massachusetts was premature plants, so I don't know what the differences. Oh no, six mature. I think one is not. Yeah, no, they're they're all mature plants, um, and you're allowed to carry it around. Um, but the problem with Vermont is you're not allowed to buy it, sell it, <laughs> and they're saying uh, fake schemes, fake gifting schemes where you buy like a fifty dollars postcard and the herb is complimentary <laughs> you're not allowed to do so
0: that was like one of those companies in massachusetts was doing that a couple we talked about it a couple months ago yeah it was like uh was you're really not pack.
1: buying the weed you're buying the package like it like a flower
0: was like a flower delivery service and you like asked for like you know extra buds and then they, they gave you it was like 50 bucks extra and you got like a packet of weed with it Can
1: yeah, i have a pizza place yeah so i'll have a, a large pizza and can i have the extra herb like <laughs> The, the fresh herbs to sprinkle on
2: Herbed it. herb
0: breadsticks.
1: That's right. Would you like the uh, side of herbs, the pizza herbs? Yes, I would like that. So yeah, I guess they got wise to it. But Massachusetts, fuck that. I guess you could do it. I'd be doing pizza up there with like side herbs. <laughs> <laughs> we have the side of fresh herbs. Would you like that? Yes, I would. So yeah. that's your... That's what's going on in the next next week. Saturday Saturday? When is you know, Sunday? Sunday. Yeah. Watch a little World Cup and get your weed on. Yeah.
0: So it looks like now this is a bit of an update. I was just doing a little research on Massachusetts and it looks like they're poised to license the first recreational shop. But it's not gonna happen till the fir- till the second, which is uh Monday.
1: It's gonna be at Fenway. They're,
0: they're voting on it. Actually it's in Wista.
1: WISTA. That'd be hilarious if it's Fenway Park. You want to bump up sales for tickets, you got to come into Fenway. It's one of the vendors in Fenway Park. That'd be genius. Genius. Yeah. Like, no, no, I'm not taking any cut of that. I'm just, you know, just providing a service, but you got to buy a ticket to get in. um,
0: They're saying uh, they're they're voting on the first retail license to, uh, it's called Cultivate, and they're currently a medical marijuana dispensary.
1: Wow. So yeah, it
0: could be going down the second.
2: So
1: That's what they should do to Cleveland Browns. Oof! Just freaking sell them. The only licensed legal sell is in a game.
0: Just during the game. Yeah. They'd
1: sell it every season.
0: The dog pound could use that.
1: Yeah. They really need it.
0: We yeah. So, have yeah, one more story while we're still in the gondola. Uh, and this is, this is a one that's going to lead to an interesting, you know, potential debate. And I don't know if this is something that's going to, you know, work itself out or if it's going to become a bigger issue, but Oklahoma just announced they've just voted and they have, uh, passed a medical marijuana, um, you know, based on the vote, they, they passed medical marijuana for the state, but now there's an issue because, uh, I, I get Oklahoma has, I their gun laws are very strict, but you can also, you know, get a license to carry and uh, a pistol. But if you have a medical marijuana card, you cannot possess firearms or ammunition. So for some... Well, reason,
1: Oklahoma, Well, Oklahoma is an open carry state.
0: It's open carry. Okay. All right.
1: So... What is saying, but, uh,
0: but I guess because of the fact that marijuana is still federally illegal, you cannot carry a pistol or, or have a gun because you have that medical license.
1: Yeah, they just decided to tie that together, so I guess they have a concealed weapon permit thing. If I was carrying, if I was traveling there because I just got my concealed weapons permit.
0: Um, because Florida
1: Florida, uh, I'd have to check if if traveling and that's the thing they say if you're ever driving a car you got to check all the states you're going through because if you're going through a state where it isn't a concealed or they don't reciprocate then you got to like put it in the trunk like you're going to the range there's still a way to transport it but it's like a whole it's, it's a big
0: so you can't just keep it in your waistband like usual
1: uh, actually in keep, Florida keep in, I just, in Florida I can I can do whatever I want although some police will stop you and say, oh, you're not allowed to do that. And you're wrong. But that's just what
0: my bad dog
1: as a policeman. I could understand or police woman. I could understand being like, fuck that. You got to like stow it away. But laws, of law anyway. But yeah. So that also
0: too, if you're going to Oklahoma, you would not be getting a medical marijuana card because you're not a resident of Oklahoma.
1: Right. You're just a skier, smoking weed.
0: As a skier. Why the fuck would you live in Oklahoma? No offense just, to those in I'm- Oklahoma.
1: I'm doing like everybody else. I'm carrying a gun and doing math. Yeah. Great. Avoiding, avoiding tornadoes. Right. That's tornadoes to worry about. All yeah, right,
0: this, so, so this is just, again, it's it, old nonsense, uh, laws kind of overlapping right now with new laws. But and they're tying the two together. Huh? Yeah.
1: That's wild.
2: Yeah.
0: So,
1: so now you have a, I don't know. Hopefully it doesn't lead to violence. Somebody's getting shot.
0: Yeah. It's, again, things that will eventually work themselves out, but it's just, it's, it's and they said too, like, if a spouse who doesn't use marijuana has a way to secure the firearms in a locked gun safe Mm to which the other spouse doesn't have access, that can be acceptable. How fucking ridiculous is that?
1: So you're in the same house, you sleep in the same bed, Mm -hmm. but your husband doesn't have the key to the gun safe. Well, no. this
0: done okay. right here is my gun safe, and that done right there is your gun safe.
1: That's the technicality. That's the loophole. Yeah. All right, well, all right, so you share, and then if you get caught on it, well, legally we're married, so we share everything, right? Why don't we share We share all possessions, so that gun is actually both of yours.
0: Yeah.
1: Same, law gun.
0: But that weed is not, because I want <laughs> to keep my guns. <laughs>
1: that's my weed. That's our guns. Oh. that's where you draw the line no no no, no. fuck that that's my way. <laughs> it's
0: so goofy it's, such, awesome. it's just so fucking ridiculous it really is <laughs>
1: she can shoot you but I can get high while she does yeah well vice versa I can shoot you but
2: you get high the same. That's,
0: that's definitely people who like who like would probably reference reefer madness as evidence <laughs> as to why this bill should be in place
2: yeah I,
1: oh of course that's what the i refer to the reefer madness
0: (laughs) well when he smoked the marijuana he done did see some aliens and if he's got a gun he's gonna be shooting at them aliens and they ain't there and he may hit the child or the dog and we can't be having that
1: minute 10 uh 51st second in where the guy goes crazy i use that as evidence your honor
0: yeah it's just as bad as the guy using the uh the onion article the guy using the onion article as I his. I uh, fucking
1: love that guy. I talk about him all the time. I love him.
0: Fucking beautiful.
1: Using the fake news. That's where we really got a full frontal view. If you ever got full frontal, it's full frontal fake news right there. I love it. Yep. And it's the onion. Everybody knows, it's like. The onion. That's like most the most We all know, that's fake. We don't know that that's fake news. That's why we love it.
2: Let's go to ski news. And again,
0: we're, we just hit the uh, official start of summer. But you know what? We still got plenty of ski news to talk about. Stuff always going down. First up, this is for the ladies out there. Top Alpine ladies out men for second straight season.
2: Boom! Yeah, like there it, it is.
0: In a time when women are fighting for equal pay in professions around the globe, the top ladies Alpine ski racers in the world <sighs> out-earned their male counterparts for the second season in a row thanks to equal minimum prize money offered at all Audi FIAS Alpine World Cup events. Though individual organizers are permitted to offer more than the minimum, should they have the funding to do so, both the ladies and men's races pay out at least 120,000 Swiss francs across the top 30 finishers in each race. Nice. So last season, all but one of the top 18 ladies out-earned the male with an equivalent ranking on the prize money list. All the top 13 ladies achieved the same feat in 2016-17, including American Michaela Schifrin, who has earned more prize money than male number one, Marcel Hirscher, for the past two winters. Hmm. So that's interesting. So prize money. So they say there's a certain amount, and I... Is it is it if you win more often, you get more?
1: I don't know. I guess if you're saying prize money, it would make sense that the higher you are on the list, the more money you make, right? But now, I guess they're saying that the women's, it, in essence, if you if you break it down, that would mean the women's races pay more than the men's in prize money.
0: Yeah, and that I think include they include like sponsorships or or anything. I think else. there
1: was an article about. Um, I think it was uh, Lindsay Vaughn came out about something about the disproportionate amount that women skiers make uh and I think that she was talking about endorsements though
0: well, it says at the bottom here that comparison considers only prize money winnings does yeah. not account for sponsorship and endorsement money which are not always published
1: I guess it depends you know you got to look at it too, like what what are the products focused at marketing at right so a lot of the ski stuff is marketed towards the idiot snowboarder or skier that's out in and most places i've gone where it's like 70 80 males skiing or boarding right Mm -hmm. so i mean that's got to say something at least for endorsements
0: well isn't it like too supply demand so if you know if you're if it's women's skiing and men's skiing, I mean, look at look at the event at Killington the last couple of years. Yeah. I mean, were fourteen to sixteen thousand people there for those women's events? It's you know, huge! It's like, a lot of people, you know. So that
1: Trump size. It was Trump size.
0: Yes. So <laughs> there you know if if you have a product and the demand is high, then you will be. Compensated based on that. You know, if for some reason they had a men's event and it only drew 2,000 people, you know, versus the women's having 16,000, then they should get eight times the earnings. That makes perfect sense. But if you have like men's basketball and women's basketball and the men are drawing 20,000 fans and the women are drawing 2,000 fans, why should the women be paid the same? Yeah. You know, it should really be all supply and demand based. I hear you that makes sense to me again that's that's just basic economics there
1: um, that's interesting that it's like for two seasons in a row that's that's wild right
0: it is i mean you know uh, i I guess it's good. I don't really i mean, yeah, I don't know what to think about it but I guess isn't it it's funny not... like women are fighting for equality, but now that they're ahead, they're happy, like shouldn't they be striving for equal equality, but they like... have more, so they're happy,
1: yeah. It's it's always gonna. There's never. I don't know.
0: Is anyone ever truly happy with the money they have?
1: I don't think it's ever going to be actually equal. Somebody's always going to have an advantage for whatever reason, mm-hmm. because of fad or because of that's what people want to see. And like you said, supply demand. If people want to see women ski. Hey, you better pay more money because you're going to get more money draw. You know, if people want to see men ski, you get more people. If you want to see transgender ski, that might be the biggest grossing thing in the world. I don't know. But that's what it is. You know what I mean? Like it's if that's what people want to see, that's going to draw the most money. And that's where they should get the money.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Let the um, let the market dictate who gets the most.
1: Just look at baseball, look at football, look at look at how they do the salaries. The salaries are based on how much money the owners are making, basically how much money is coming into the league and they want to get a portion of that comparable to what the draw is, you know, so it, may, it makes sense.
0: Yeah, and these women—they're—they're they're badass. They're doing an awesome job. They're exciting to watch. Then they're getting paid. That's great. That's exactly how it should be. You know, you put in a lot of effort, you should be compensated, and they are now. So,
1: yeah, I think it's smart having the women's thing in uh, Killington too. Because I, I don't know. I just uh, in general, I gotta say, if you if you have big names like Lindsay Bell and Michaela Schifrin, um, you know, Americans especially at, at an event. Versus some of the top American men skiers, I don't know. I think the women skiers are, are more popular now, right?
0: Well, yeah. Like, who's the top male American skier right now? Can't you
1: name
0: them. I mean, Ted Ligety hasn't. Ted he's, Ligety. he's kind of, you know, he, he had his time, but I think he's had some injuries and he's not really, you know, in the, on the podiums as much as he used to be. But yeah, Michaela, Lindsay, they were they were always there. So, you know, we have uh They're more in. The part of the the popular culture, even those people who don't ski, so they're they're getting recognition and they're uh, they're getting paid. So, yeah, that's good on them.
2: I like it. Very good. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna keep shifting
1: back and forth. Somebody's always gonna um want to change things, but hey, it's good to see people are just going out and watching skiing, especially in this country too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know this is talking about all you know all over. Um, I don't know. I just, I like them. I like the U S getting involved in the world, world events where we can. Oh yeah. But, uh, just a little tidbit. I just popped my second, uh, opera operate today and that's the Sierra Nevada hazy little thing. IPA mm, delicious.
2: Nice. I'm going to say this isn't bad. Mm-mm.
1: All right. So the next, uh, next thing we got, um, we doing the Loveland thing
0: that's the next yeah one? I, I i put a new version up that has oh. new
1: all right so if you haven't heard already loveland ski area is replacing lift number one with a high speed detachable um Lightner palmer so this summer they're gonna be doing a little work uh the old lift um is going and they're gonna you know, basically put it right where the other one was and it's gonna be ready to go for the 18 19 season so they're calling it a new lift but It is actually, um, it's in the same place, but it's high speed. So that's going to be huge. if anybody's been on a, a nice slow lift, um, on a
0: cold, cold day,
1: it's it's miserable. It could be miserable, but what they're doing is they're going to, um, they, they need to get a name for it. So they're actually, uh, asking people to come up with some ideas And submit ideas through the website, and they're they're giving away prizes, which is cool. So they're going to say, if you you know, I guess they're doing first in. So if you submit your idea, um, and the first person submit that idea for you know to the website will receive the prize if they accept it. So pretty cool. They're saying the deadline is July sixteenth. So that's coming up soon, about two weeks, two and a half weeks. Uh, get your stuff in, figure out what you want to call it. I think you should call it, call it the uh, Speed, Speed Boom Podcast uh, High Lift. High, uh, Speed Bum Podcast? Speed podcast, Podcast uh, High food Lift.
0: There you go. <laughs> well, we would, we'd be happy to, uh, to let them name it that. That would be great.
1: That would be awesome.
0: All right. So while we're in Colorado, might as well stay there for another story. This just went up this past week. Own your own cat skiing operation in Silverton, Colorado for just $159,000.
1: You're thinking about a way to do this, aren't
0: you? Dude, I go to bed thinking about a way to do this.
1: Dude, this was the midweek. This is where we're th- I saw the text with you. It's Nick, funny. And maybe I, set, one.
0: I sent Mario and our buddy Nick a text <laughs> with the link to this and an eggplant emoji. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, awesome. So yeah, the um, the the way they uh, they phrase this, they're like, "Want to ride untracked Colorado powder all day while making money doing it? Now's your chance. Silverton Powder Cats is for sale. Turnkey backcountry snowcat skiing and snowboarding operation for sale Turnkey. on Molus Pass near Silverton, Colorado. SPC is a twenty-two year old established business in a destination location." That draws in skiers and riders from all over the world includes two snow cats, work vehicle, base area tent, all operating equipment, and first page ranking website. Oh. So basically you get to ski and you get to drive a snow cat. Those are like the two things I want to do every day of my life.
1: And if you do it, we'll be able to ski, snow cat, and podcast at the same time.
0: And you're in Colorado, so you got legal weed. <laughs> <laughs> weed it up there's like no downside to this at all.
1: No. And we could do the fast and the furious. Like we were talking about last week. We could do the, the souped up, um,
0: nine seconds. Races. No cat. <laughs> right.
1: You want to get to the top of nine seconds. Everybody hold you, hold your nuts. We're going up, Everybody hold your skis and boards. We're going, Smoke we're going to go up it. fast.
0: Yeah. It's oh, awesome. just kicked in.
1: And we'll have two of them and race up. That'd be great. Have like the oh, red one and the, the blue snow one. No cat blue. racing. Actually we'll have the orange one and the blue one. Just, Boom! Right up, flat out. Oh, that'd be cool.
0: I wonder what sort. Of, like, I, I remember we we looked at it in the past. Like, you do need to take some sort of snowcat operating class. It's like a forty-hour class.
2: Yeah, that'd you be, do that.
0: But you write that off. We could do a whole podcast episode about it. You know, about you know going to the actual class and.
1: Oh yeah, dude, that's a bit, that that'd be the only worthwhile school I've ever gone to.
0: <laughs> oh God. $159,000. I wonder if we could negotiate that down too.
1: Well, think about it. You split it between two people. I think we're there next week. I would, yeah, I'm, getting, I'm getting laid off soon. That, that'll work.
0: How awesome would that be? I'm
1: gonna, my, my calendar's going to be freed up. <laughs> I put my place out. It's by the beach. Boom. I'm there.
0: Perfect. <laughs> All right. I'm uh, going to come on this. Let's see uh, if we can both make this happen.
1: Yeah, they have like <laughs> now that I have cable again, I'm watching like the stupid shows again, like Bar Rescue and Deadliest Catch and all this other stuff and The Office. I think I've watched like I don't know. I think I watch like twenty hours of the office every week for some stupid reason and Seinfeld. Um but Bar Rescue, like where they go and rescue a bar. I wonder if they have cat rescue, like where they go in and rescue a ski cat operation. That could be you, man. Just walk into like Look at the ski this ski cat. This ski cat is like dirty. You got to fix it up. You got to market people. <laughs> yeah. That'd be awesome.
0: Look at how thick you cut the limes here for your snow cat. <laughs> your uh, Bloody Marys. That's right. <laughs> not acceptable.
1: Look at the entrance to the snow cat area. It's not conducive to people Look gathering. Look at the
0: chains. They haven't been oiled.
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. You know, put some flames on the snow cat. Oh, we could have this. Little Nas, like you said. <laughs> All right, so coming up Monday is going to be the Body Issue by ESPN. And if anybody hasn't seen the Body Issue...
0: Um, we were not asked to be in it this year again.
1: Uh, we, were, we declined. We declined. I, I'm going to say I was asked and declined. Let's just put it that way.
0: I was not asked. I'm very <laughs> hurt.
1: Um, but yeah, if, you, if you've ever seen the Body Issue, it's kind of like the... It's a counter to the SI you know, swimsuit issue. Uh, but bodies takes like athletes. Yeah. Um, yeah. The bodies takes, uh, girls and guys and, you know, athletes that are just in amazing shape and features them. And they do all these, like they do body painting. They do, um, just poses on silhouette. It's, it's pretty cool. I got to say, it's very artistically done. Um, but anyway, so Jesse Diggins, uh, is part of the body issue. That's going to be medalist. coming out So gold medalist, Jesse Diggins. Uh, which is kind of cool. They always get like some top people to get on there. I think last week, uh, what did we find out? There's uh one of the guys from the giants is on there, right?
0: Uh, Shaquan Barkley, right?
1: Shaquan Barkley. It's mm-hmm. on there. So yeah, it's kind of like they announce, kind of like SI does the same, same idea, but uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. They bear it all, uh, but they cover it. So it's kind of like they're naked, but they're not naked. You know what I mean? So very uh, cool. But, I like, uh, you know, she actually in the, in this article, she's talking about how she, you know, felt about it. And she said, um, it was an all female clothes set. She says incredibly empowering for her. And she really liked doing it, which, uh, was pretty cool. I think, uh, when they, when it's funny, when, people that look at the magazine and I've had this because I've had some exposure working for a company that dealt with magazines similar to this, um, well, I won't name any, but um when people see it on the shelf, they're taking themselves out of what that person posing for the magazine felt. And I think it's pretty interesting to see the uh the behind the scenes, like you know, what they're going through when they when they went through it and they posed for it. Uh they felt it was empowering, it was artistically done, well done. Um you know, some people look at it as smut, which is just, uh, it's kind of comical, I think.
0: And you're usually like fat older people who do that.
1: Yeah, people that just don't think about things in general. And they just think that their opinion matters and that they know it all. So, I uh, i like it. I think uh, I may get a copy this year.
2: Mm-hmm. I
1: get copies of all that stuff. SI, body issue, all that. Because I'm a perf, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, you got to embrace that shit.
1: Hey, I, I like art. I like the human body. I think it's great. I think it's great to celebrate. I'm not a nudist, but I probably could be if I wanted to.
0: I thought you were a never nude. I thought you always wear your, uh, your, your, uh, your cut-off shorts in the shower.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. I wear my cut-off shorts and my, uh, my tea.
0: am never nude. Never,
1: never nude. Hashtag never nude.
0: Didn't you see, did not you ever watch rest of development?
1: No, uh, no, not all of
0: it. Oh God, that's, that show is so freaking funny.
1: That's on my list of binge binge uh, shows.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't watch the Netflix seasons. They weren't that great. But like the first three were just... Oh, It okay. was really, really funny show. And like that was the one guy, David Cross's character, Tobias. He was a never nude. Like they showed him in the shower with his <laughs> little cut off G shorts.
2: That's
1: uh-huh, awesome. I'm a never nude. <laughs> never nude. Like the never nude beach. That'd be great.
0: So another, uh, this was a, a weird story that SnowBrains posted. A little, a little concerning. Uh, the government is proposing to turn NOAA into an economic and national security agency. What? Yeah. So we talk about NOAA pretty frequently here. They are the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, the top agency on climate research and climate change. And there is a perhaps a a chance of them changing course to drive a political agenda. Um, Hmm. And they wrote, as snow sports enthusiasts, we all look to NOAA for the next Big Powder Day, but their true mission has been to understand and predict changes in climate, weather, oceans, and coasts. A report released on Sunday from the Union of Concerned Scientists revealed some drastic changes are being considered. Rear Admiral (laughs) Timothy Gallaudet, NOAA's acting director, sorry, I have the sense of humor of a nine-year-old so
1: i was looking up rear admiral because it sounds like something from family (laughs) did you
0: look up Rear admiral Admiral?
1: i just did (laughs) and it's a rank above a commodore which is equivalent to a commander and a captain and below that of a vice admiral generally assigned to the lowest rank of admiral so it's a lower admiral
0: well, ah, if you were on Pornhub and looked up Rear Admiral, you would be very different <laughs> search results.
1: It's like a lot of Navy porn going on. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a little gay porn. I don't know what you're looking at right now, but I'm not there. I'm Rear not Admiral.
0: Okay, he's the acting director.
1: I can definitely <laughs> think of Family Guy every time. I can <laughs> hear Peter Griffin saying
2: something. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so- okay, that's another one I watch too much of. <laughs>
0: So he has proposed the agency now work to observe, understand, and predict atmospheric and ocean conditions and to protect lives and property, empower the economy, and support homeland and national security. Federal agencies shift focus all the time from one president to another, but rarely this drastically. Wow. So how is an agency that studies climate suddenly going to become an economic and national security department?
1: Even now... but now if they say it's a warning, like a storm warning, mm-hmm. that's coming from a, an official government agency that's empowered for protecting you versus just some dudes that predict the weather that may or may not come true.
0: Yeah. Luckily, I said after much backlash to the report from inside and outside the agency, NOAA released a statement Monday confirming they're still focused on conservation and climate change research. Rear Admiral Gallaudet <laughs> clarified that his proposal was not intended sorry. to exclude NOAA's important climate and conservation efforts, which are essentially to protect lives and the environment. Nor should this presentation be considered a final vetted proposal.
2: Oh, sorry, <laughs> I, can,
1: I can imagine, like the, the,
0: yeah, the Rear Admiral,
1: <laughs> Rear Admiral exposed. Like inside the role of Rear
0: Admiral. Fucking, he's <laughs> Rogering Noah right now. Is what he's doing.
1: God damn. That, was...
0: That's in the headline. Rear Admiral Rogering Noah.
1: Can we call him something else because <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it that way. God damn. We call him Commodore or Captain. Uh, I don't know, Captain.
2: The Rear Captain-ish.
1: Admiral. Yeah. Uh, Vice Admiral. I mean, Nope.
0: The Rear Admiral. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> rear admiral wow. attempts to roger noah
1: <laughs> that'd be great if his name was roger yeah <laughs> or rogers rear admiral rogers is <laughs> <laughs> attempting to take over noah to get on top of noah
0: god we're so stupid
1: <laughs> <laughs> like five-year-olds <laughs> family guy if you want to hire us to write for you we got a lot of stupid shit
0: so stupid
1: <laughs> oh man all right uh next up we got Threadbow was added to the icon pass so what this is actually doing is this is giving you with the icon pass the ability to ski all year round um so they're saying in the heart of the famous kususko national park uh just 500 kilometers from sydney um, this, it's so famous. I've never heard of it until now. So famous. I don't, yeah, I actually know a friend that moved to Australia. So maybe she knows, I have no idea. I think she's living in Sydney. I gotta go there. God
0: damn. Seriously.
1: I gotta visit a lot of places that I can't get to before I lose my job. God damn it. Before I get my next job. I lose it that way. Anyway. um, So yeah, this is going to, uh, this is going to give <clears throat> all year. Access with the icon pass. Uh, I like where they're going with this. So, as we said, the big keeps getting bigger. This is just gonna, it's like a snowball rolling down a hill. It's just gonna get gigantic.
0: Threadbow with a whopping 78 inches of average snowfall a year.
1: Boom, in your face. But that 70 inches comes when? In the middle of our goddamn summer.
0: This is true. <laughs> And one quick final story in the ski news, this is a, uh, just a quick shout out to our friend, Matt Pepin, who, uh, you, you know, we talked about it several times on the podcast, he was, uh, you know, one of the ones who, you know, um, he works for the Boston globe. He was the digital sports editor and now he's going to become the actual, f- you know, full sports editor of the globe. And he, uh, he was one that recommended our podcast last Thanksgiving one to check out while you're going home to your family and driving and need something fun to listen to. So, uh, congratulations to Matt, uh, best of luck in your new role. Shout um, out to Matt, man. Thank you. Yeah. So, yeah. So congratulations. congratulations. And, and we're, we're still, we still need to get him on and we've talked about it and, uh, I tell you, what, we, we, we dropped with, the ball a bit because you know he was in Korea. He was in he was actually there during the Olympics, and we wanted to talk to him about his uh, experience out there. And we still do. And uh, now he's you know he's going to be in this new role and probably super busy. But uh, you know, hopefully, we can find a way to.
1: to I think you know, we should. Get, and uh, honestly, now that uh, we've gotten legal in Massachusetts, I think it's a great time to visit Matt. So Matt, we're going to be calling <laughs> you, writing you. There's a, there's a few reasons we need to come out there and probably hang out for a few days and maybe, um, Hopefully,
0: maybe, hopefully you can put it, your secretary can put us through.
1: <laughs> we're just going to maybe do some research while we're up there, but we definitely want to talk to you and, uh, and kind of connect. That'd be kind of cool.
0: That'd be great. Yeah. So congrats, Matt. And, uh, the globe is lucky to, to have you there. So yeah. good luck in the new role. Hopefully it means more skiing for you and not less, because that's the worst thing with these stupid promotions when you get a promotion at a job and it means less of the thing you love doing.
1: Yeah, that's where you get pissed off. You're like, man, I thought I'd be doing more of the stuff I wanted to do. And now I got more work that I don't want to do. The key I should have not taken the promotion. The
0: key know? is delegation. Just delegate all your work so you can go skiing. Yeah. That's the key.
1: Exactly. I I like that. That's good advice. Good career advice.
0: <laughs> That's true. I am also a career <laughs> counselor, apparently.
1: <laughs> well, you have that book coming out soon, right?
0: I do. It's called Getting It Done.
1: Getting It Done. All right. So what are we talking about this week on our podcast? What's our main topic? Like, what are we going to riff about today?
0: Main topic. This week, we're calling this the Declaration of Ski Dependence. All right. I like it. I don't it. know if we called an, a previous episode like a few years ago. Something about declaration of ski dependence or something.
1: The right. uh, audience likes it.
0: The crowd
1: goes
2: wild. The crowd likes it.
0: Yes. So it's officially summer, and we're about to celebrate the fourth of July in the United States. That's a celebration of the signing of the Declaration of Independence when brave men stood up and signed what many thought would be their death certificate for what they believed in. And as Benjamin Franklin brilliantly quipped after John Hancock's initial signing and stating that we must all hang together, he said, Yes, we must indeed all hang together, or most assuredly, we shall all hang separately.
1: And he wasn't talking like hang out. He meant like hanging like, from the gallery.
0: Hanging like getting, yes, exactly. Yeah. Rope yeah. around your neck.
1: Because like, they were like, Yeah, man, we're going to hang together. <laughs> he said, no, no, we're going to hang together. Go
0: hanging then. Huh. Uh, So we've all benefited from that courage and we're looking, we're not looking to overthrow the government, but it's an ideal time to start to reflect and ponder about what declarations we will make for the upcoming ski season. Because if you don't do it this year, you'll only be one year older when you do.
1: Oh, there you go, Warren. So
0: this, this came to me this week and you know it's 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 this crazy time it's hot it's gross and you know you're trying to enjoy and we're working on a lot of stuff behind the scenes on the podcast and the website and you know doing what we're doing and i uh i was at work and i saw a dude and he had a, a cup and it had a mad river glenn sticker on it
1: All Right, this dude with the mad river beard no beard um Hipster Honestly, beard or regular
0: Beard? Uh, just a dude with a cup. I didn't really... I don't... Now, I'm not like you. I don't one, pay dude, one cup? attention to dudes.
1: I'm just saying, like, if he has a Mad River cup, I'm like, did somebody give that to him or did he actually go there? If well, he has, like, he, he long, had,
2: like, a cup long, like, like,
1: crazy, heady-topper-looking beard. Now I'm talking, um, like, that's a guy that's well, been
0: there. He had... It was, it was a cup, but he had actually put a Mad River Glen sticker on it. So I think right. I think he Just actually made the effort to be like, "Hey, I have a cup, but I'm going to upgrade my cup with this sticker from this badass place that I went to."
1: But I don't know if Mad River River sells cups. They might only have stickers, which I like.
0: Yeah, right. I don't need I don't need your cups. I have my own cup with your sticker yeah. on,
1: dude. We give you a sticker. You make your own cup.
0: And it, it it occurred to me when I saw that sticker, I was like, "Oh, nice, Mad River Glen." And I said. Fuck! I haven't skied at Mad River Glen. Yes, I'm admitting this on this goddamn podcast. I have. I'm an East Coast skier who has never skied at Mad River
1: Glen.
2: Damn!
0: Bring over the cross and nail me to it. Damn. What do you want from me? What so I,
1: I'm not, I'm not even gonna say that I didn't ski it. But I'm. What a bitch,
2: man.
0: So <laughs> I, I am making my declaration right here, right now on this podcast. Uh-oh. This upcoming season.
2: Declaration
1: of pride.
0: Declaration of Brian I will ski at Mount River glenn this ski season. What
1: I will make right. sure
0: I do it. That's my declaration right there.
1: That Damn. might be, uh, that might be my jam too. I, I drop the mic, let me know where we're going.
0: Keister the mic, boom.
1: Oh, we ain't through anything. <laughs> <laughs> that already happened with the rear admiral. <laughs> I can't go back there. I can't. See, you, liquid just came out of your nose when I mentioned the rear That's <laughs> fucked up, man. <laughs> See you can't you can't stop laughing.
0: At least it was my nose, right? Could have been worse.
1: <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> <laughs> that is the worst. I tell you what, like I'd be like, dude, don't give me a promotion, man. Right. Just get
0: that. Get that promotion, like maybe like hold it back and like I'll take two promotions next time.
1: No fucking way I'm getting a promotion. <laughs> Yeah, but you're the top guy for the thing. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to be rear <laughs> the title's fucked up. <laughs> like, you got to give me a different, different title, different rank. <laughs> that would be hilarious. And was like, nope, I don't want the. <laughs> yeah, this is as high as I'm gonna go. I'm not gonna go into rear admiral territory.
0: <laughs> oh God, we're so stupid. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm like five year olds. It's freaking hilarious. <laughs>
1: Wow! All right, so um, Mad River, you're making your declaration of Brian right now. I'm declaring
0: it. I'm declaring it now.
1: I'm writing it down right now. Write it down. Declaration of Brian. I'm gonna put this on Instagram, and once it's on Instagram, it's true because
0: no turning back, baby. That's right. That's right.
1: I think we're gonna get Frank. We're gonna have to get Frank. Um, Maybe Rich maybe Steve, just get them all up there. John, yeah.
0: where no Excuse. I, 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 definitely can recruit some people to help, help me make I, sure I go.
1: I think we need a van or a camper. We need a camper.
0: That wouldn't be bad. Speaking of which one of our, uh, one of our, uh, our fans and followers, our pal infamously Jones on Instagram. He is uh, working on a project with, I think his, um, with some friends or family that they're actually building out a, uh, venture I know
1: construction. This is fucking awesome. This dude knows is legit. This is awesome.
0: Yeah. That they're posting powerful. it on their, um, it's funny. It's saying corporate husband and wife working nine to five, looking to explore the world in our 144 inch sprinter, one mile at a time. And they're, uh, they're posting on Instagram, their actual build out. And it's pretty, it's like super legit. You know, they have, They're, uh, you know, they're, they're showing the electronic hookup in there. It's like a generator and, um, damn, that's
1: awesome. It's awesome about this. Like, so I'm single now and I'm looking for the next missus. And I tell you what, a girl that would do this with me, that would be, I tell you what, that would, that would touch my heart.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It takes a special kind of lady to want to, to, to embrace van life
1: that's for sure for skiing that's that's like it's like you nobody embraces the van life you embrace the skiing or the boarding whatever just the snow like i uh
0: i always throw this at my wife and my wife is 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 awesome in almost every way and i bring this up i'm like hey if we ever like you know would you ever (sighs) want to just like get like an rv and just go like just cruise around like colorado and utah wyoming for a winter she's like no, it doesn't appeal to me at
1: all. No, not even a trick down to RV. I want nothing? a
0: hotel. Like, I want this.
1: Damn. I tell Damn. you, I'm off hotels, man. There's too many stories about like, people with bed bugs and shit. I, I don't know. You're basically thing where somebody else slept and did a lot of other shit that you wouldn't even want to be in the same room with.
0: Sleep is the best thing they did there. That's
1: what I'm That's saying. If a everybody lot slept there, did. yeah. Exactly might as well just sleep on the floor same thing
0: that's you saying. know what i gotta pose the argument in that way i think Cause i think that way she'll start to uh just to gotta, come around a bit
1: you gotta realize you'd be in a five-star hotel now i work with a lot of people that are in sales exactly, <laughs> exactly. so they travel a lot and there, there's people that i know that work for huge corporations that are huge like way up there now at my company other companies <laughs> there are stories of like people with the, um, it's like a, it's like a full, it's like a body bag that you put yourself in <laughs> and you basically zipper yourself in. Cause you're afraid of like fucking bed bugs and any other shit. And I tell you what, that's the smartest. Uh, if you could, I can't do it. Cause I can't be that confined. It's, it freaks me out. Um, but I tell you that's, that's messed up. I've actually seen those online where you can buy, like, it's almost like little, I guess almost like a sleeping bag where you just zip yourself up like cocoon like it's crazy. But anyway, this is so
0: much there, I guess.
1: Oh, this is so much better. This is your stuff. Like, Hey, do I have to figure out, Oh, did I bring this stuff? No, it's in the van. Let's just jump in the van and go. Where do you go to the bathroom? Well, that's where you go outside for number one. You figure out number two. I don't know. It's gotta be a bucket or something. (laughs) (laughs) Think about an RV. An RV is basically it's a bucket that you empty every once in a while.
0: But it's kind of contained, you know, like this
1: is... is You think it's contained, but it's not that contained. I don't know. It's just a bucket. They
0: kind of have it. It's it's kind of... Doesn't it go into like some sort of...
1: Dude, it looks like a toilet, but it's a bucket. Yeah. Essentially. It's a tank, quote-unquote tank. The difference between a tank and a bucket... A bucket's like $15. A tank is like (laughs) Three thousand. <laughs> know I mean, huh. think think about when you go to the bathroom at home. You flush the toilet. If you're brushing your teeth with that water, the water level goes down because the same water that you brush your teeth with goes in the goes in the toilet. It's all connected. Mm. You're not brushing teeth with the toilet water. I'm just saying the water that's going in the toilet. Same thing. Yeah, yeah, it's weird.
0: I wonder if you could like uh, bolt an outhouse onto the back of it, like a Johnny on the spot.
1: Oh, a little trailer. It's a little hitch. Like, yeah. that's a shitter. The shitter's out of the hitch. <laughs> <laughs> you got to hitch it, baby.
0: If someone just pulls the pin. It's like, yeah, I don't happen happened to the shitter.
1: <laughs> if I lose the shitter on the highway, I don't really care, man. <laughs> so much blood. Yeah, I don't have to empty it, man. Go
0: up awesome. the hill, you're like, pull the pin. we am
1: going to leave the shitter here, and we're going to go camp up there.
0: <laughs> it's like a tractor trailer. It's <laughs> like... <laughs> barrels into the outhouse
2: <laughs> oh shit
1: God, actually I think they're putting a the shitter in here I not funny but it is it's I don't hot. know you can't stop yourself
0: <laughs> I'm just picturing a tractor trailer smashing into an outhouse
1: into an outhouse and just like just a lot of shit going everywhere
0: Oh, just like a freaking theme park full of shit.
1: <laughs> oh, it's like a shit pinata. <laughs> it's like an outhouse pinata. <laughs> just blasting apart. Fucking going everywhere. Holy shit.
0: Just green, white, brown all
1: over. And it's fucking blue shit everywhere. <laughs> it's just blue staining everything.
2: Fucking,
1: uh, you like kind how. Of? Kind <laughs> right of like a two mile blue trail. <laughs> what the hell got hit? <laughs> that that would be the shitter. Yeah. The shitter on the trailer that Brian pulled the pin on. <laughs> hey, you have a little button that you waiting to pull. <laughs> this fucking oops. little lever. Oop! There you go.
2: Strap
0: a Tra- GoPro to the inside of it. <laughs>
1: free floating now you're like going 70 and just fucking free. detach the shitter
0: <laughs> free float. Oh,
2: that would be fucking crazy
0: oh my god oh god I'm so stupid
2: oh yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> anyway this van looks fucking great they're like checking it out man they're doing it right
0: yeah they're really doing it right they got, like sweet. The,
1: they got like a flooring thing
2: and then they have like The heater generator, like all that shit, man. It's It's so cool. Yeah.
1: Family that goes in the outhouse that could be ejected at any point stays together.
0: Life on the edge, man. (laughs)
1: Living on the edge. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) So though, you know, it is still summertime and there are still places to go skiing and the uh the good folks over at On the Snow, they had their list of the top sixteen summer ski resorts. So we'll just quickly blast through that list. They've got caprun Austria, Dachstein, Austria, Hintertux, Austria, Le Tou Elp, France, Tyne, France, Zermatt, Switzerland.
2: Oh, they got pound with snow this
0: year too. Yeah. Sas Fe, Switzerland, Whistler Blackcomb, Timberline Lodge in Oregon, Las Lenas, Argentina, Cerro Catedral, Argentina, which is Bariloche, Valle Novato, Chile, Ski Portillo, Chile, Coronet Peak, New Zealand, Treble Cone, New Zealand, and Parisher, Australia. So if a Jones is strong and you got some, uh, some cheddar, those are all options right now.
1: I say if you have the cheddar, right, and you can pick one place to go out of this list, where are you picking?
0: For summer skiing?
1: Yeah, for skiing right now. Like so here's the list of top 16. Somebody says, Look, dude, I will sponsor you. I will give you the proper twenty thousand dollars for your trip that I need to give you to live it in the high flutten ski bomb way. <clears throat> um and if anybody wants to, uh high G-bum Podcast,
0: at gmail.com. Uh,
1: please uh you can find us. Uh anyway, if somebody were to do that, where would you go on this list?
0: Well the place that I, I really want to go to in South America is uh is Cerro Catedral in Argentina, uh Bariloche. But I just looked yesterday when I was having my lottery visions of victory and getting to do what I wanted to. And they have like four inch base right now. So mm. I haven't really gotten the, the, uh, the dumpage that's required for good skiing there yet. My big dumps. No, kind of like a paid a quarter only farted kind of thing.
1: All right. So, uh, where else would you go if that was out? Somebody said today. So somebody sponsors it tonight. There's going to be...
0: i got to look say, at the snow reports.
1: I would say two or three people. They're going to just say, look, guys, go wherever you need to go. Just just make sure you podcast from there.
0: Where I would. I'd need to see the snow report. Now go wherever had the most snow. Cody style.
1: I think I'm going to New Zealand. Yeah. I think I'm... Treble Cone sounds pretty cool. I'll pick Treble Cone.
2: You pick treble even,
1: cone? If it, even if there's no snow... New Zealand's fucking awesome, man. That's true. It is like when else are you gonna get to New Zealand? Well Argentina, Argentina I feel like you could jump there anytime. Killer Might the be beef. summer, but killer beef, um Chile, whatever. Um I, those are close to New Zealand. It's a far fucking ride, man.
0: That's true. Well you're just looking at it pure economically then.
1: Mm. Right? I'm looking for how many times in my life am I probably gonna get to New Zealand? Right. Uh, I Trouble think it's probably right easier easier to get to Chile or Argentina.
0: Travel Come Right Now has five of 20 trails open.
1: It's all right. I'm chilling out the whole rest of the time.
0: There
2: you go. Doing a walkabout.
1: Not okay. too shabby.
2: Australia is another one that's really far. Zamora probably has...
1: Well, I heard um, Whistler... They they ski all year round on the Glacier, but I heard they, they limited. Last year, they canceled the... Um, it was at camp they canceled because it was not enough snow
0: that's right yeah
2: with the melt so it
0: was like the momentum camp I think
2: I don't remember which it was Our buddy Steve I
1: wonder if he took the same camp during the non-summer
2: yeah
0: Coronet Peak is actually has better conditions in New Ooh. Zealand
1: alright we're going to Coronet Peak Anyone 15, wants to sponsor
0: 27 trails open what 34-inch right. base.
1: And when we get there, let it snow, motherfuckers.
2: Boom. It, boom. We bring the snow wherever we go. <laughs> That's what happens. We bring, we bring the ruckus. All
1: right, so what's your... So you're not doing... So Little Mrs. is not having the, um, the RV. I can understand that to some some degree.
0: She's not about it.
1: But is she talking like a regular little RV or like the bus size one?
0: Like we did an one? RV trip with some friends a couple years ago.
1: Yeah, but that wasn't the bus size one. That was a smaller one, right?
0: It was... I mean, it slept eight people, so it was wow. decent size. Good size. Was it eight? Six. Six people. Alright. Yeah, I'm talking... And there was a gross dog in there, too.
1: Uh, I'm talking a luxury bus size one that like...
0: Well, I think then she could be easily swayed.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm talking about.
2: Huh. And again, a little heaven van. I like that. The hay van van. Not too shabby. I like the way they're breaking out. The Sprinter.
1: Think <laughs> about huh. Airbnb place or rent it out and just freaking get in the van and go. Yeah. Two months, you got money coming in, you're just out there. Living in the van,
0: not a bad way to live.
1: All right, we got to we got to talk to uh, Mister Jones, Mister and Mrs Jones, and find out what's going on with the Joneses.
0: That would be awesome, yeah.
1: We, I think we got to keep up with the Joneses.
0: Word. Oh, all right. So yeah, anything that you're gonna declare today for your ski dependence?
1: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole wild card for me right now. Yeah. Try to put together a uh, place here, find a job, fix my knee, bike, and figure out living by the beach. It's weird.
0: So you're gonna you're not even commit to being a rear admiral? <laughs> <laughs> Check.
1: Can you imagine as your career goal? Like what's your career goal? I've always wanted to be a rear admiral. <laughs> hey, you know what? It's prestigious. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bad the military, but it is a fucked up rank, I gotta say.
0: I think it's time to maybe upgrade the uh the name.
1: Yeah, I gotta change it. We gotta do something yeah. with the
0: name. Yeah.
1: Because I gotta. That probably comes with a little bit of a jacket. That that thing. That's <laughs> it. Just <saying. laughs> crazy. Mm, mm, mm. I, I will oh, yeah. commit. I will declare that I am gonna go on at least two big ski trips this year.
0: Oh, there you go. That's something.
1: That's what I'm declaring. Oh. I mean, I'm an uh, item. We're going to have to have another show because uh, the plans are already in the works. There's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of people talking and uh some plans some plans are gone. Nice. So I like where it's going so far. We'll see what happens. See what ma- materializes.
0: Very nice. So, yeah, if you want to sponsor us to go on any of these trips in the summertime... So we can podcast about it that would be fantastic and you can hit us up at ski podcast at gmail.com and if you have any declarations that we should you think that would we would find interesting send it also ski podcast at gmail.com under the ropes first off DARPA design shifts round wheels to triangular tracks in a moving vehicle. For those not familiar with DARPA, DARPA is this—I um, forget what the actual what it stands for—but it's a, a military research group that
1: the they c- always do the um, they always do the driving challenge, right, DARPA.
0: Yeah, they're, they're department. They're part of the Department of Defense. They do, um, yeah, like those those vehicles.
1: Yeah, the unmanned, like the robots. The unmanned ones, driving. like those robots. Like,
0: yeah, they do all that kind of stuff.
1: There's like a big challenge. That's where like the unmanned car driving like started from. It was always sponsored by DARPA, right?
0: Right. So they've oh, actually I found it.
1: Defense Advanced Research Research Projects Agency. Oh, there you go, Defense Advanced Reshift Project
2: Agency.
0: Sorry. So they just recently worked with Carnegie Mellon's Robotics and Engineering Center to create this uh, this track vehicle. So, all right, so the wheels, when it's on the regular conditions, are normal circular wheels, but then when you need more traction, the um, the inside of the wheel. Changes shape to make it triangular. So you know, like those track systems you see, you know, in, for the snow, like um, you know, like they they take the tires off and they have these the tread like off. tank treads, kind of looking. Yeah, they're triangular.
1: Dude, you want to put those on everything? You want to put those on like a Ferrari, right?
0: On a Porsche, actually, an all-wheel drive 911 Porsche Turbo.
1: Oh, I saw a 911 Turbo today. It was, you know, it was, not was not nine eleven turbo. It was something, something turbo. I was like, "God damn, it's a nice car." Yeah, tank treads on that.
0: That are, and the other uh, Tesla, the Model X. Those yeah, oh, are the yeah. two things I wanted to get the tank treads on.
1: Dude, I think the Tesla would be even better. Right, it's nice and
0: heavy. It's all-wheel drive, electric,
1: instant zip, man.
0: Right, I would cook. So so this basically gives you the best of both worlds. So if you're on regular conditions, you can use your circular tires and you can get the speed, the gas mileage advantage. But the uh the way the inside of this wheel converts to a, you know, the triangle
1: shape um unstoppable bro. If
0: you were going off-roading or if there was snow, yeah, you could pretty much be unstoppable.
1: I the mean, wheels they have on this don't even have like they're like the uh the airless wheels too, right?
0: They're like yeah, they're pretty much like the tank treads. But they're also they so they can be as regular circular wheels or they can be in this triangular pattern. That's awesome. It's really cool. Yeah.
1: The video of them is like it's pretty cool because it's just like I guess it has like probably like six or seven like metal pieces that can go out and be a circle or like in and be like triangle. It's pretty neat. It's almost like something frowning.
0: Yeah, there's like a well, there's like a like a a triangular center to it and then it can like it pivots around that so it could either pivot with like a a wider angle to make it circular or a tighter angle to make it triangular Mm. it's really cool yeah we'll have a link in the show notes you can check out the video (laughs) of it but yeah this because you know because everything we look at is from a ski point of view and something like this on your vehicle could give you some real flexibility in terms of oh you know what i heard the roads close ahead it's like Fuck that. Maybe for you it's closed. Not private. for me. We
1: don't, we, we, just, we don't even need chains. We just need roads. Just go anywhere you want.
0: Pretty much, yeah.
1: Dude, that's a game changer. You're going anywhere.
0: Oh, it's so awesome.
1: If you have that, you're just like, I don't really pay attention to roads anymore. I just go over whatever I want. Yeah. Straight line. You of want course. to go to work? Straight line. Yeah. <laughs> Long See, bro, this, fences.
0: This is called the. uh ground X vehicle program. And they say it offers instant improvements to tactical mobility and maneuverability on diverse terrains.
1: So what would be the ultimate vehicle you put that on? Mm. Yeah. But a Hummer, Hummer's, yeah, it's all right, but a Hummer, Hummer's good. It's like the, it's like the non-tank tank, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, is it my everyday vehicle or is it like a special just taking an off-road kind of vehicle,
1: dude. If you have one of these, it's always your everyday vehicle. You can have these on every vehicle you own. Uh,
2: <laughs> you know look, what? I would look, love this oh, yeah.
0: on like a regular Jeep Wrangler. Like you take it on the beach, you know. You could take the t- take the top off, put these on, go drive on the beach. You could take it, put the the top back on, you drive in the snow.
1: Dude, I'm thinking vintage Alfa Romeo Spider. Put that shit on. Have...
0: <laughs> I would love to see you make that happen. That
1: would be awesome.
0: That would be <laughs> glorious.
1: I have to probably lift it a bunch, <laughs> a bunch, but, oh yeah, right on the beach. Can I
0: yeah. off for like a VW bug.
1: Here's the thing. If you have an amphibian, uh, like a vehicle that can go water and you're unstoppable. you
2: anywhere in the planet.
0: Yeah. Pretty much. That'll be next yeah. year's version.
2: Yeah, I like that. I don't know
1: what's next. I think, I think our regular tires that I have in my car have to be changed. They will not do. That, so if you've got these, like, let's say they're – all right, so you, you probably go through tires, what, at once every four years, every five years, right?
0: Yeah, roughly.
1: Probably four years, three, four years, I would imagine, right? Now you probably drop about – if you, if you have really fancy tires, let's say you have two sets of tires and you're wearing really well. You do, you're talking regular all-terrain and, like, snow tires, Right. Um, if you have both and you replace them every three years, let's say you're talking about $1,200, right? Every four years. Mm -hmm. These price in pretty much are never going to get flat. They're never going to like, it's just rubber, right? And go over any terrain. They price those in like at a reasonable price. I'm getting those. Yeah. And then I'm driving over a lot of shit. I'm in Florida now. I drive a lot. I can drive over houses, like trailer parks, watch out, man.
2: I'll drive over that shit. Right.
0: These are, these are going to be pretty awesome. And I think we're going to start seeing these around the old ski town resorts in the next couple of years.
1: The only problem with that is the people that text and drive, they're going to be like texting, driving over shit. And like, they won't even know.
0: Fire hydrants. (laughs)
1: Like, you know, you just drove over like a bunch of people, but I don't know. know. But I had a good emoji. I had a good a few emojis to send to somebody. Hmm. All right, next up, we have professor asked men to send pictures of their private parts for size and self-esteem research study. So this researcher, female professor at Missouri State University, uh, Alicia Walker, uh, has found the ultimate cover for asking people to send dick pics. She basically has said, send me voluntary pictures of your dicks, arouse a non-aroused state as part of a quote unquote research project at Missouri State. Um, so any ladies listening out there that want to be part of this or guys, whatever. you I
0: don't to think be any ladies have dicks that they can send pictures of.
1: Uh, they might want to receive them. So they want to participate in the research part. Uh, men might want Pretty to... Pretty
0: sure they don't want to
1: do that. Exactly. Rear admirals might want to participate.
0: in Rear admiral project.
1: There's, <laughs> there's a lot of people that might want to be interested in the results. So if they want to like, help her out, whatever. But uh, any men want to uh, just jump in there and just send pictures, um, she's collecting. Let's, let's put it this way. There is somebody um that wants your dick pics like a lot of people don't want them that you send them to but this person wants them and they haven't asked for it so it's great like she's putting an open call please send me dick pics um so they're saying participants must be at least 22 years of age and have the option of doing an interview over the phone or email with walker or her mail assistant Rear admiral rogers mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so, um, oddly enough, the study is receiving no funding or tax dollars. I think it's purely for enjoyment. Um, so, they're saying uh, she is backed by the clause of academic freedom, freedom and saying it's a legitimate area of research and is it's conforming to all the guidelines of participant security. So it's great. So she her research is defined, and this is where I was like, oh, I just want to find out what is she doing. Um, is her research based on like how many guys will send me dick pics? But she's saying it's an investigation, including research development, of testing and evaluation designed to, ve- to develop or contribute to generalized knowledge. So basically what that translates to is I want to see how many people will send me dick pics. So
0: it's just a cornucopia of dicks. Yeah,
1: she wants a generalized knowledge of dicks on the internet. That's what she wants. Phone dicks.
0: I wonder if she's going to be like traumatized. She has to, like look at all these pictures.
2: They have a picture. Like, I don't think she's
1: going to be traumatized by a dick. I think she's over she well versed. She looks like she'd be overversed of dicks. I don't know. Yeah. And they have like a triple thing, like. They're- <laughs> There's, like, rare admiral stuff going, like, I don't know, is she getting a towel behind her head?
2: Like, is it missing?
0: Just, uh... (laughs) It's interesting to see what sort of... How... Because it talks about self-esteem. Like, how do you really rate self-esteem?
1: Yeah, it's... So, is it that you took a happy dick pic or a sad dick pic? Like, I felt good about taking a dick pic, or...?
0: Probably asks you like, you know, survey questions, like one out of 10, like, how do you feel in a regular day?
1: So this is on (laughs) foxnews.com and the beauty of any news thing is you see the comments after where people...
0: (laughs) Oh boy. So,
1: um, one person said, and this is what most people would say is I have several different comments, but I decided that one of them would probably get me banned. So, um... One person said, I'm gonna ask women to send pictures of their chest for a study. I wonder if my wife would buy it. Oh, another person said, First she needs to send me a pic of her V to help me get aroused for her pic. <laughs> <laughs> another person said, You need a hobby.
0: Oh. <laughs> uh, this is her hobby, actually.
1: <laughs> and another person said, Is that a mugshot? question mark. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I get the, get the five-year-old it's like she liked wieners
0: <laughs> boys have a penis girls have a vagina
1: she likes wieners <laughs> <laughs> oh my God.
0: well i'm very curious to see what sort of re- results or of her research she's even gonna get
1: so she's saying these are not sexy photos these are clinical pictures to confirm confirm a reported measurement for the pictures when they take the survey there's a spot to upload them with the survey so they provide the measurement for girth upload a pic with the measuring device showing what's their girth repeat that length etc the pictures don't include faces or any other identifying features so she's getting up close like with size measurements
0: what if you just like suck at taking dick pics and your face is always <laughs> in them <laughs>
1: oh you always got to get a buddy Admiral Rogers will always take a picture of you
0: like your face is always in it like somehow you just can't get it right or what if your dick is so huge your your face has to be in it
1: what if you can't take your own dick so now we're talking about not even dick pictures we're talking about dick selfies
2: Pretty what, if much.
1: Take, what if you can't take a good dick selfie do you have to go down a local church? church like can you take some dick pics so I can send them to the internet
0: it's like Craigslist ad like I need someone to help with photography
1: Yes. Come on down here. Oh yes, I'll take some pictures for you. <laughs> Come on down to the church. I'll be there. <laughs> That's fucked up. God damn it. So no, and she's this... a professor. She actually has a degree. Nice. Do you that robot thing? I was like, Oh, can you imagine? I was like, let me look at Boston Dynamics. I wonder if they have a fucking wheel that can do that. And I'm like, no, they have robots that can, like, jump on the car that scare the fuck out of me. That goddamn dog is still killing me.
0: Rip the rubber off the... uh,
1: Holy shit, That dog is still freaking me out.
0: Yeah. All right, so one last story here. Now, as skiers, we tend to love the cold and the snow. But I think even we as skiers can agree that this is a little bit too cold and now we have yeah, found cool. the coldest place on earth and this is down in mean it's Antarctica. not
1: where the cores light silver bullet drives through
0: people all the world <laughs> join hands it's a love train
1: oh i gotta send you a picture that i took in the store today they have mm. Wait. A minute, from the makers of pbr we have PAMP's APA American Pale Ale.
0: Wow!
1: So I thought about it because I thought about the cores light train that freezes everything down with yeah. the story.
2: Just saying.
0: So the uh, they've done some research and they say how cold can it get on the Earth's surface? And it's about minus 144 Fahrenheit, according to recent satellite measurements of the cl- the coldest known place on the planet. Scientists recorded. This extreme temperature on the ice sheet deep in the middle of Antarctica during the long, dark polar winter. As they report this week, the geophysical research letters, the team thinks this is about as cold as it can possibly get in our corner of the solar system. It's a place where Earth is so close to its limit. It's almost like another planet, says study leader Ted Scambos, a researcher at the National Snow and Ice Data Center at the University of Colorado. The measurement smashes the previous record for the coldest known air temperature in the world, a frigid minus 128.6 felt in 1983 at the Russian Vostok station, not far from the South Pole. Humans can't inhale air for cold for more than a few breaths. It would cause our lungs to hemorrhage. Jeez. Russian scientists ducking out to check on the weather station would wear masks that warm the air before they could breathe it in. So wow. It's 144 degrees. Minus 144 degrees Fahrenheit.
1: So they're saying, just as a point of reference, Fargo, North Dakota, which is supposed to be cold as fuck. They're saying the lowest temperature they recorded was what minus 38? It's nothing. It's nothing. Walk yeah. in the park. I would love to see the whole cast from the Jersey Shore and Big Brother all of the big brothers just put right where the coldest spot on earth is. Let's see him survive. It'd be great.
0: Yeah. Once you get, throw water into the mix, when you have a breeze coming off the water, that is uh that is some painful, nasty stuff. I know it was like, you know, in the single digits by us this past winter and being by the ocean and the, you know, 20, 30 mile an hour winds, it just, it just goes right through you. And just, it's, you just start tearing, and it's it's brutal. I can't imagine what that must be like, or even getting well, close to that.
1: I lived in Buffalo for a while. Talk about fucking cold, dude. Yeah, just wind on the fucking. I mean, talking? Yeah, it was freezing, and I don't think it's negative thirty. So that's crazy.
0: <sighs> yeah, it really
1: is. What was it when, when we were in um, Whistler? It was the with Nick. That was like negative ten or some shit like that. That was cold as fuck.
0: Yeah, that was pretty cold, yeah. Minus ten about that, yeah, with the wind chill, I think.
2: Yeah. Pretty
0: but yeah, I know by us right now it's it's gonna be in the nineties the next few days. So we'll definitely the opposite of this. So at least this will allow us to think about some cold thoughts and start preparing for the season, the ski season, which is not that far away. Before you know it, summer will uh, will will fly on by and we'll be getting ready and we'll start thinking about that now because the sooner you think about it, the more you can prepare and the happier you will be with your season.
1: We've got to make our declarations because I tell you what, it was hot as balls the other day and I started looking at pictures of like all my past ski trips and I was like smiling and like, I can't wait to get back in the cold.
0: Cools you down and makes you happy. That's right. So thank you so much for listening. Please check us out, skibumpodcast.com. Find your favorite podcasting app and rate us and subscribe. We'd really appreciate it. We're on the socials, twitter.com slash skibumpodcast, facebook.com slash skibumpodcast, instagram.com slash skibumpodcast. We're also on Pinterest as the Highfalutins. And on SoundCloud, we are highfalutin-skibumpodcast. So thank you so much for listening. We are actually going to take off next week, Independence Day week, regroup, spend time with family. But after that, we'll be back with one of our, uh, our guests that we've had on before. He'll be joining us again. So look forward to that in, uh, in two weeks. So enjoy. I have a tonight. little
1: special thing from Chicago that I got that I may send you to try. Oh, did you get it? I got it oh boy I got it before the breakup let's put it that way and I'm going to send it to you guys to try nice
0: so look at that plenty of teaser for the next episode coming up in two weeks so thank you again and we'll talk to you in two weeks
1: say say blue
0: have a great fourth see ya